You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Hulkamaniacs? And welcome to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. Way over here, you can't see because there's no video, but way over here, just trust me, he's way over here. Special guest. Special guest. We let him out of the closet again, Professor Joe, to give him his rations and even allow him to speak. Professor Joe, how are you doing, buddy? Well, well, well. It is I, the Archival Adonis, the man who loves to rock and roll all night and party every day, Joe, the Professor Shay. Thanks for joining us again, Joe. And over here, he can't even contain himself. We've got Luke. That's my brother. He, he just did that. He did. And we got Kyle. Hey, guess where me and Zach are going to be Monday? Monday Night Raw. We're going to be with Raw? our baby tonight as we're going to watch Jeff Jarrett defeat Elias for the WWE well, Championship. So we're, going go. to, we're going to what is stacking up to be like an actually kind of eventful episode of Raw. Yeah, my, my dad, We've got Stan, friend of the podcast, family of the podcast, through. was mm-hmm. like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to Raw. And I was like, well, okay. And Zach's like, I want to go. I'm like, okay. And he got his big boys and body slam shirt just in say, time. I, I, okay, I, I saw that on the on the Facebook page day. It's yes. sty- styling and profile. I got yes. mine as well too. So Stan looks we'll good. both be wearing ours. Kyle has an order one yet. Yeah. Kyle, you want to wear mine? You know what though? Oh yeah, that's an option. That is an option. He doesn't want to, but it's an option. It's an option. <laughs> nice. You know what you could do if you yourself wanted the shirt? You could go to bigboysbodyslams.storeinterview.com and pick only one e. Big boys and body slams. That was an shirt. extreme segue. Thank you. Uh, also today, before we get going, oh, we're doing an ECW show. ECW Heatwave 98. You may remember, uh, what is it, about a month and a half ago, we did Heatwave 99. Heat 99. So this mm, is kind of a... The predecessor. To go back and then and we have the, another ECW show coming up next month, yep. and at Anarchy Rules 1999. Of course, it's R-U-L-Z. Yes, yes, because Z One is Z. cool. One yes, Z. One Z. <laughs> yes. Um, before we get going, I'm just going to tell you, we are brought to you by patreon.com slash bigboys and body slams. Patreon.com. Against all popular belief, is not a donation platform. No, 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 no. It is a membership platform. You can become a member of our Patreon page, and you get some really cool perks back, including early access to our show at the one freaking dollar level, guys. One dollar gets you early access to just donate a freaking all of our dollar. shows, except for the live ones, because obviously you can't even buy a McChicken with that live. anymore. Just, just. Just pay the dollar. Just pay the dollar. Uh, it goes all the way up to even having uh, custom sponsorship deals at the very top level. And before that, the $8 level, $8 a month gets you a new show, a show we've never recorded, a bonus show every month, Big Boys and Body Slams at the movies. We review a wrestling-themed movie. And wrestling-themed could mean anything. It could mean a movie that's about wrestling. It could mean a movie that has a wrestler in it. Like See No Evil. Exactly. Oh. Which is, that's that's like, that's hey, in there. That's WWE. The Condemned, Studios, baby. Man. The Condemned. I, I, I actually like that movie. I, I do too. It's terrible, but I And again, it. if you do want to see what that's all about in March, I think we have uh, Ready to Rumble coming up for you. Our first ever Big Boys and Body Slams at the Movies Review. That is for everybody. Regard- if you're on Patreon or not, we just want to show you what you're what you're going to be missing out on. So look forward to that. Again, that is patreon.com slash slams. We think it's worth your time, your effort, your money. So become a member today. Links are in the description below. With that said, Wait, should we get into the show? Let, yeah. let me throw out two more things real quick. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. Please. Um, 
First of all, our live streams coming up for pay per views will be on Twitch now, yep, not YouTube. Yep. We did say that in the live stream, but it was I, I just in there. I just want it to be out there, and we will not be doing a live stream for WrestleMania. Yeah, we we decided we made an executive decision. So uh, because WrestleMania would just be going up on Monday, uh, not as a live stream, but just as a regular show uh, Monday evening. Because man, that show is going to be going really late. That's going to be an, uh, an, an, Royal Rumble was a like seven, seven hour yeah. show, and then WrestleMania is probably going to be eight. Yeah, so. It, it's, just kill me it's too I much know, time so, so um yeah we all we, we got day jobs so we gotta kind of get up early the next morning so we're gonna just bring you that on monday afternoon and also one other thing before we get into it next friday i want everybody listening to this to tune in to twitch.tv slash big boys and body slams at 9 p.m pacific so you can see the first ever episode of big boys and impact wrestling an impact wrestling review show it's right on twitch so all you gotta do is go from impact wrestling's twitch to our twitch and you're gonna see myself reviewing uh everything that happened on impact Your i know it's gonna be face i know for a fact there's a title change and that's all i'm gonna say on next week's show so also support impact wrestling in. Support support Impact Wrestling. They need they need some love. Yeah. Support your local indies. You can watch it free that. on Twitch. So with that said, shall we get into today's show? Do Speaking it. Speaking of indies, ECW Heat Wave ninety eight. Today we're looking at Heat Wave ninety eight. As Kyle said, coming to us on August second, nineteen ninety eight, from the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. We got forty four hundred people in attendance. So a we do. pretty good gate for ECW. On Joey Styles lied. He said there was like five thousand plus. Did he? He lied. Cage side seats told me the real attendance, so they can't hide. They can't hide. Wikipedia from me. also told me the <laughs> real yeah. attendance. Um, so Joey. Styles is right into the right in the ring to uh, kind of welcome the crowd to the show. He introduces Shane Douglas, the current ECW champion, who's going to be Styles' color commentator. Who is accompanied by the queen of extreme end bosom shots, the Francine. Queen, yes, so Francine. She's wearing nothing. Like, next to nothing. Uh, she's wearing as yeah. little as you can get away with, I feel like, on, on television. Uh, so she saunters down to the ring with Shane, who's selling his arm because Taz has been... Taz heard him. So going after him, you actually heard it to that. Uh, so one of the nice things about the WWE network is you can watch the uh, weekly shows and in ECW's case, I think it was like biweekly or something like that that lead up to this. And there was one I, I try to do that for some of the pay-per-views. And there's one where they show Shane's arm like he doesn't have that wrap on it. And he's got a stitches like in his the front part of his arm and the back part of his arm, and it was it was gnarly. It was super wow. gnarly. Yeah. So oh. uh, so he comes out wearing like this huge arm brace because Taz has of course been brutalizing him with these arm bars every week and did an oopsie and uh, shredded up <laughs> Shane Douglas's arm. So he's going to be on well color survive commentary. if he lets you. He's exactly. Not good, so he's going to be on color color commentary, and I have to say like. I don't know if Douglas is a healer face. He's with the triple threat at this point, uh, but the crowd is lit for Douglas when he comes out. Like, they love this dude. He is well, the franchise. Exactly. Yeah, and he is just, everyone loves him. There's it doesn't just, matter at this point. There's like, mainstays that no matter, they could do no yeah, wrong. Exactly. They're just going to be loved. Well, and something I noticed about the show, too, was like the whole heel face dynamic in general was kind of just like go Whatever. out the window. Like, RVD later, in the, like, and I wrote it down, like, the crowd obviously loves him and he has a connection like I've never seen in any facet of wrestling, but like he's very much playing kind of like an arrogant, cocky heel, like, even with his own team. Uh, so that you see the heel face dynamic kind of get played with, which was interesting throughout the show. Um, so Douglas comes out, he cuts a promo. He's excited that Bam Bam gets to beat up Taz. Uh, and then the crowd just in classy fashion starts to show your tits chant at Francine. Love. Uh, so you know what kind of crowd you're in for for an ECW show here. And then Joey gets to see him. And then uh, Joey makes a... <laughs> Joey so, does more than get to see him. Yeah, so <laughs> Joey makes some kind of snide remark. Can I say it? Yeah, please do. I yeah. didn't write it down. So, so he, told, he told Shane how good he looked. And uh -huh. then Shane said, yeah, you don't look too bad yourself. Um, and he says, Joey says, thanks. I bought a new suit. It's double breasted like Francine. 
Oh yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then so Francine says the only difference is I don't think your suit cost you six thousand uh, dollars. And then she, he she shoves his face into her chest, uh, her bosom, and uh, mm. uh, that ends that cut. And then it like cuts abruptly, like to the <sighs> intro of the show. And Shane's doing co- uh, color the show. Yeah, I, I said that. Thank you. Though. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, so then they cut to the intro of the show again. It's just a standard ECW intro. Uh, very very late nineties ham and cheese. Uh, I do love me some ham and cheese. Oh, yeah. And then right after that, we go right into the first match, which is going to be... Apparently, there was a pre-show match that didn't air. Oh, what was it? The Hardcore Chair Swinging Freaks, a.k.a. Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten, beat the FBI, Little Guido, and Tracy Smothers. Nice. So it's BS that that wasn't... Yeah. A little little dark match action. Whatever. Uh, So we do get into our first match after the ECW intro plays, and it is going to be just incredible, accompanied to the ring with a whole gaggle of people. He's got Jason... Chastity and uh, Nicole Bass, and I have to say, uh, he's facing quote. Jerry Lynn, by the way. I have a quote. Uh, is it the they should call Nicole Bass Russia because she's so much bigger than China? Yeah. So I loved that. Oh, so yeah, Nicole, I too. like Nicole yeah. Bass's entire presence on the show is to be like the China, right? Right. Like Even she, bigger, she's yeah. like the response to the WWF bringing China in. And they want WWF wound up bringing Nicole Bass in. Yeah. After this, yeah. At one um, point. And if you're not familiar with Nicole Bass, she is a very, very large woman. Uh, bodybuilder and uh, she really is like probably twice like has twice the muscle mass as China. She was a Howard Stern staple for yeah. a while. Um, and unfortunately she's passed on since then. And unfortunately Joey Styles made a few transvestite jokes. Yeah more than a few. Well <laughs> and I think that they kind of played that up in the match a little oh, bit Oh for too. sure which we'll get into but uh, so yeah Nicole Bass uh, and I do love Joey Styles said they should call Nicole Bass Russia because she's so much bigger than China. I like that. That he was also, kind of a fun jab. He also said that Chastity had one hell of a do going on, and it was like having one hand on the hairdryer and one foot in the bathtub because <laughs> her hair was so crazy. Thanks, Joey Styles. He was kind of out of control on this show. Well, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, he always has to be. <laughs> uh, so it's worth noting uh, he's facing Jerry Lynn here, and this is the finals in a series of matches they've been having. The winner wins bragging rights. A grudge match. Uh, so it's a grudge match, essentially, yeah. Um, so right as the bell rings, there's some just an asshole chance, which I'm into that all the time. Uh, the men trade arm drags and tie ups. Really, really cool sequence to open the match. Man, Jerry Lynn. And I noticed this at this point, like, and I was telling Kyle this because uh, we were kind of watching the shows similar times last night. And man, Jerry Lynn, like, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you asked Kenny Omega, like, who his early influences are. Dude, if Jerry yeah, Lynn's they're, not they're, at or oh, near the top of that they're list. They're so very Because I see so much of Kenny Omega in Jerry Lynn's work here. Like, even down to, like, the, the style of the ring attire and, like, the way they work in the ring. And I think Kenny Omega's maybe the a little hair, bit bigger than yeah. Lynn. But, like, there is... Yeah. Like, and I, the never noticed it, I never noticed it until last night. But there's, like, so much of Omega that I see and in I Lynn. I would argue that, that Omega's more... more uh, showy than Lynn was. Lynn is such a oh yeah, well, yeah. such a straight up just. But, J- yeah. but Jerry Lynn didn't ass. really. I don't. Jerry, Jerry Lynn didn't, didn't have the charisma. I was gonna say yeah, that was the thing that always held back. Omega, and, but I still think Jerry Lynn might be one of the maybe most underrated ever. Oh, easily. Sure. He was so good. As I said sure. to our chat the other day, I said we're gonna probably use we say the that word a lot. underrated a lot here. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jerry Lynn also. I mean, to give the guy credit, he was one of the founders of the X Division. Yeah. And yeah. Impact. Him and him and AJ and Daniels and Sabin and those guys, and uh, I don't know. He he re like reinvented his career in Impact and by doing the same stuff he is did. Is he in still ECW. working for Impact? No, no, I think he's, he's a referee and he's fully retired. Oh, now. okay, he's a referee okay, now. Interesting, because he refed all in. Oh, that's right, he did, he did. That's no, right. No, I thought he's. I think I saw that he's a producer for ROH. Oh, okay, but he's also a referee. That, okay, but he refereed it all all in. He was thirty four here, just so you know. Wow, Justin Credible okay. was twenty four. Okay. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so again, we start up a nice. Oh, uh, Aldo Montoya. <laughs> Do you guys know that? What? Who? That that 
Justin Credible was was Aldo Montoya in WWF. I never knew that. That's why. So sometimes, and I didn't hear it in this match, but sometimes when he, in his early days when he was wrestling and he was, because he was a great heel or Justin Credible was a, was a great, great heel. And so you'll hear the crowd say, Aldo. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Well, also, uh, Justin Credible kind of just reminds me of like a more, uh, like, charismatic x-pac kind of like that's why they're well, buddies and they were an x-factor <laughs> together yeah that's and... true that's true uh so again we get a nice arm drag tie-up spot as the bell rings lynn is in the corner and just starts getting the hell chopped out of him by just incredible and then lynn reverses it gets some corner chops of his own oh he slapped the piss out of him. oh yeah yeah uh they were they were they were really getting after each other here and then there's a tip up in the corner uh, which leads into a Lynn roll-up for a near fall, and then a crossbody for a Lynn near fall again, and then a tilt-a-whirl head scissors to Credible, and then Lynn clotheslines him out of the ring. Lynn gets up top and then hits a diving planche at a Credible on the outside. Bro, really, really, flying. really smooth sequence by Jerry Lynn there. I loved that. He's going all over the place. Uh, back in the ring for a Lynn near fall, and then Jerry Lynn, this is when I wrote, like, really started noticing the Omega sequences, especially when they were brawling outside of the ring here. Uh, but back inside, there's a vertical face buster by Lynn for a near fall, and then uh, one thing I noticed here is like, so Bass and Chastity were like on the other side of the hard cam, like, and the crowd was just giving. They it were to trying them. to fight oh, the crowd. God. They were just like getting into it with the crowd at this point, uh, which was fun to see. Like the ECW crowd. I don't think this was the hottest of ECW crowds, but they had their moments. Well, they were out. The thing is, too, they're outside of Philadelphia. Here. Yeah, this yeah, that's a good point. They're, yeah, that's not, a good point. they're not at the ECW arena. They're in. They're completely. They're touring at this point, which that's is actually kind Philly of is just a bunch of crazy ass. Yeah, that's people. a good point. Uh, so we Love after that Philly. we get an inverted DDT by Credible, and then Credible gets the advantage after that. Hits a running knee to Lynn in the corner while uh, Jason holds a chair. Brutal looking spot there. Then we get a deadlift set out powerbomb from the corner onto a chair for a just incredible near fall. Lynn gets sent outside. The ref is distracted now by Chastity, which allows Bass and Jason to double team him and beat up Lynn outside. And then uh, Credible comes back, and now the trading chops outside. Uh, and then Credible, I love this. He steals a fan's beer and spills the most of it. It spills the majority of it, and then smashes the rest. Well, in he like face. crawled to it. Too. And like, I think the fan was going to go after him because you can like just see like on the right side of the frame, like a security, security guard, like aggressively going after the fan. Can, can I you know how much I paid for that? You don't I steal a man. Can I be beer. honest? I'd be super pissed. Oh yeah. I'm sure they I comped sp- him one, If I spent $9 on a and four and a half ounce it. beer and then Justin Credible of all people steal it. Dude, uh, fair. It was probably $5 back then. I'm sure they comped him one. I'm sure they comped him one I would not be pissed. As long as they comped him, I would I'm sure they comped him A wrestler fucking, a wrestler gets involved like in... In spot, like I feel like, especially the ECW crowd wanted to be as involved yeah, as possible. Yeah. And I'm, I guess Hence I'm them sure throwing they, a million fucking yeah. chairs into the. I just don't want to spend a hundred dollars on a beer and have it spill. hundred dollars. It gone from nine to a hundred. Uh, so, um, so then uh, they're back in the ring now. Uh, Lynn goes to send Credible into the corner, but he kind of skins the cat and then actually lands on his feet on the apron, which is a nice show of athleticism. And then he clotheslines Lynn, and then Credible goes up top. He goes for an axe handle attempt, but he gets caught and then flapjacked by Lynn. There's a modified sidewalk slam for Justin Credible near fall, and then a sunset flip by Lynn, but he can't get him all the way over uh, for the pinfall. And then there's a sit-out powerbomb for a Lynn near fall right after that. And then a top rope Hurricane Rana to Credible by Lynn for another near fall. And then Lynn goes up top, goes for Hurricane Rana, but it gets... Uh, Reverse into a, a just incredible power bomb. I feel like you're just asking for it if you try and do a hurricane runner from the top to somebody. Like I feel right. like most a of the reversal. time that gets reversed yeah. into a power bomb, uh, and that's a near fall though. And then Incredible produces a, another chair, uh, and of course he ends up getting DDT'd onto it like instantly. Like we all saw that coming, right? Love it. And then Chastity puts Credible's foot on the bottom rope to break up a pinfall attempt, and then Lynn produces a table outside the ring, puts Credible on the top turnbuckle, and then Hurricane Rana to Credible this is awesome. from the top turnbuckle to the table outside the ring. Yes, love that was it. Such a great... That was awesome. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that spot. 
Um, and then the crowd, that's like the crowd was in a frenzy at that point. Uh, they're back in the ring and the ref, I, I didn't like this part. So they're back in the ring and uh, Lynn's going for a pinfall attempt and the referee is counting and then stops the count because he gets distracted. What the hell, dude? Like, count the three. You can't do that. What a big, that's not a way to do your job. Did somebody even touch him in that spot? No, uh, think, so. um, Chastity got on the apron and he like stopped the count to like yell at her. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? The match is over. Yeah, uh, that I made feel the like that has like happened loser. before, but no, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very old '80s, like yeah. like Mr. Mr. Fuji getting yeah. up on involved in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was like, okay, well, that's that's that that makes the ref look like a doofus. Uh, so then Jason intervenes at this point, but Lynn takes him out, and then Bass comes in, and then uh, Lynn hits her in the dick. I guess. I, yeah, yeah, I put were, I put dick trauma question mark. They were definitely <laughs> playing up the tranny thing. She like sells it like she like has balls, and then she and goes Joey down. Joey Styles even says right in the nuts. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Exactly. So uh, I'm sure that was good for her, uh, for Nicole Bass's confidence, uh, and then uh, with hits her with a chair. And she's gone. And now Chastity is in. And the Incredible blindsides Lynn. And then the uh, so Lynn, uh, Incredible holds Chastity Lynn. Chastity gets a tombstone, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not there yet, but uh, so oh, sorry, Dad. So so um, Incredible's holding Lynn, and then Chastity goes for a dick kick, and then Lynn just jumps, and Incredible takes the brunt of the dick trauma there, and then Chastity eats a tombstone as. Um, as, as I spoiled. As Luke alluded spoiler, to. Spoiler alert. Uh, and Incredible gets up on the middle rope, hits the middle rope. That's Incredible, which is a tombstone. For the pin and the series win, the heel gets the win in 14 and a half minutes. Was it middle rope? Or it was, was it top rope? I think it was, it was top rope. Was it top no, rope? It was top rope. Wow. Dude, it wow. Was top Fucking rope. tombstone. Wow. It was top It was rope, amazing. Dude. Uh, so I really liked this match a lot. Um, really, really good opening match. I did think some of the uh, booking towards the end, I don't know what's ECW booking, right? But some of the booking towards the end was a little iffy, particularly just that spot where the ref stops his count. Uh, made him look well, like a dutz. I still thought it was a good match, though. I gave it 3.5 stars. Um, really good, yeah. Really I good. gave it three and a quarter. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, good way to start off the show. It was a, was a hot start. There was just some things that, uh, there's some like slow spots that just kind of took my attention out of the match where just nothing was happening. And then the ref's incompetence really, really hurt my my enjoyment as well. I I would go three, three and a half as well. Um, this, to me, is the perfect way you want to start a show. You want it yep. hot and fast. And a couple <clears throat> of things. One thing I will say is if the ref is Jim Molyneux, because I think it was, uh -huh. he does redeem himself later <laughs> in the yes. review. Yes, and you're correct. It is the same. And ref as the one of event. the other things I really liked is is Joey Styles, and he does this a couple of different times throughout the show, but he makes the difference. He says, you know, we're wrestling. We're not sports yeah. entertainment. And really hyping the idea that well, they're, they're a wrestling show. And I he mean, tries so hard to... You know, diss WWE and to like distinguish himself. I like every chance he can. Every too. chance. And the talent does that a bit too. Yeah. What do you think of the match? I gave it three stars. Um, I thought it was, you know, a really hot opener. And Jerry Lynn and Justin Credible, man, are really, really good. I could watch him wrestle all day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that uh, Justin Credible just was kind of marred by his own demons, you know? Yeah. For I think sure. I think that that was the only thing that really held him back because I agree. he was super talented. Yeah. and. I don't. Th I think that's why he didn't really last long in WWE, right? Was because he had all those alcohol and drug yeah. issues. Yeah, he had which he just recently like took care of. Yeah, just incredible. Yeah, nay, he hasn't taken care of him. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, didn't he, he just get like arrested? Okay, he well, he pretended it. that he took care of him. <laughs> yeah, well, he did, did, and then he relapsed and was been back and forth in the jail. Um, but uh, the tombstone from the top row—that was amazing. WWE would never, ever, ever, oh, ever that's ever, how you ever break your that. neck. That is yeah. how you. That is how you paralyze somebody. And, 
That's one of the things. We, oh, sorry, Luke. And that's a 24-year-old just incredible. I know. So Jerry Lynn had to trust the hell out of that man. Uh, I loved it, though. It's, and it's <laughs> such, such an interesting difference in what ECW is putting on at this time compared to what the other two companies are doing. I mean, you, it's obvious where they're, where the other two started stealing from. Right, why they right, did. right. And, and these guys were doing things, and Joey was making move calls that nobody had heard of at this Joey point. Joey Styles' play-by-play was on point this whole and show. The, oh, and, yeah. I was going to make a point too uh, early on that this is really almost an FMW and SWA or excuse me, a FMW and war super show kind of, because you get a lot of talent out of Japan here. Yeah. Um, starting in the next match actually with Lance storm. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you got a lot of Japanese talent as well in the yeah. co- matches after that, which was interesting. Uh, so after the match, uh, the trainers come out, they're turning to land. Who's really selling the effects of that, uh, tombstone off the top. And then did you guys do this too? And it just like fades out and then like suddenly cuts to the next match. Yes. You know, I really want to know what happened in between those two spots. I, I think it was just an ECW cut. They did a lot of that, that quick exchange. Uh, and so, yeah, we cut directly to the next match, which is going to be Lance Storm versus Chris Candido with Kyle and Luke's favorite person, uh, Tammy Lynn, who you might know as Sonny. Sonny killed Chris. In Candido's Tammy Lynn, corner. Tammy Lynn, bitch. Actually, uh, no, that was um, Tammy Lynn, bitch was... Um, no, that's Don Marie, Don bitch, Marie. you're thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but just, they called her that. They called her Tammy Lynn, bitch when she first started. Really? Because she was sitch here. Can no, we? no, no. They called Don Marie Tammy Lynn, bitch as the... Uh, Oh really? Yes. As oh, okay. The, against because because there was no a idea. feud between Candido and uh, well the feud between Candido and Storm, and when Don Marie was coming out with Storm, they gave her the name Don, or or well like, Tammy Lynn bitch to offset. Oh okay. Sitch. Okay. Can, can I make a point before this match though? Yeah. Do it, Dad. I think Lance Storm. Everywhere he went was never appreciated as much as he should have. Underutilized. He's so totally good. Oh, man. He was so good. Yeah. He, he, he was really, really an excellent wrestler. So I, I do love how Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn come out to like a barely indistinguishable version of Highway to Hell. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like legally different the best kind of different. And that like was what this was. Because like the chord progression, it was like an instrumental version of Highway to Hell essentially. That's all it was. Dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I loved for it. For real. Uh, we got another one of those later too. So uh, but Tammy Lynn. But Chris Candido. Looks oh, phenomenal. He is, he is jacked here, yeah. man. Jacked! He is yoked. He's looking great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the announcers, something I like about ECW is how the announcers announce every single match. Like, regardless if it's a title match or not, like the announcer is going to announce like in this quarter, in this quarter. It's a little subtlety. That it's gives a nice it little touch. Yeah, it and makes every fight feel big. They also can't afford the uh, graphics. <laughs> yeah, they can't afford to tell <laughs> the tape. So this is what you get. Um, but of course, uh, in... in um, uh, Paul Heyman style, Tammy Lynn cuts off the announcer and decides she's going to announce uh, Chris Candido herself. I loved her announcement because she went, what did she said? Something like the hardest 275 pounds I've ever felt or however much he weighs. Yeah. But it was really Sean. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, I couldn't help but think. <laughs> yeah. um, and really? this was after all the Sean stuff happened in oh, case yeah. anyone yep. needed a timeline. Um, so... So she introduces Candido, who's wearing Candido, who's wearing like his Rick Steiner ear. Yeah, he's wearing like yellow wrestling headgear. But they give a reason for it, which is uh, supposedly Sabu tore his ear off and he had to get plastic surgery to repair it. He Um, did. Sabu hit him hard. So that's why he's wearing the headgear. It won't last. Don't worry. It gets taken off. So naturally, as the match starts off. But he's called Mr. No Gimmicks Needed here. Yeah, that's right. Mr. No Gimmicks Needed, Chris Candido. Because he just came out of the Body Donna's thing. Yeah. And, um,. One thing, Sonny seems to actually uh, fit in in the trashiness of ECW quite well. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I hate her voice. I do, do too. I can't stand her. I think that's why Cornette hired her when he picked up Candido is because he realized, God, she'd make 
such a great heel valet. Well, well they were gra- together. Granted, they were time. together then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah She yeah, was yeah. going to medical school. Really? Oh, well. Oh, yeah. She just stayed a, there. A nurse or a doctor. Wow. Uh, so we get into the match? Yes. All right. Uh, so naturally, with the headgear, Storm is targeting the head right away. Uh, gets some big chops and some big elbows to the head. Uh, corner clothesline just whips Candido's head back like, like wow uh, he didn't like protect his neck or his head at all on that clothesline and his head just gets whipped onto the top turnbuckle there um and then uh storm moves the headgear at this point and then there's a diving crossbody from the top to storm on the outside and then storm gets sent into the barricade and then rolled back into the ring there's a drop kick a beautiful drop kick to candido by storm and then storm like tammy like gets involved and causes a distraction and so tam or so storm goes out chases her into the ring and then uh, it costs him, though, because he eats a big sit-out powerbomb for his troubles for a Candido near fall. There's a big delayed vertical suplex to Storm where he just left him up there forever. And then a middle, term, middle turnbuckle that leg was, drop. That was super impressive. The suplex? Like, the holding him up forever thing? It was like... Yeah. Like, that never ceases to amaze me because, like... You could be lifting the smallest man up there, and that's still a lot of weight well, to like, just hold there. And it's two, and it's two people working exactly too, because Guido's like, like, got to be completely bored. Yeah, stiff. yeah, he's got to have the core straight up and, and down. Same for Storm though, because a lot of times when you see those vertical suplexes, either the guy on the bottom starting to shake or the guy on the top's like starting to get bendy. Right. But like Storm was like straight as an arrow the whole time, looking like British Bulldog. It was ama- there, it yeah. was amazing. Uh, and usually, like I don't pop huge for those delayed verticals, but like it was so clean. Like oh, but you, you have to, you have to. Right, this was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after Tammy causes the distractions, he uh, again um, Candido gets a near fall off of a sit out sit out power bomb, and then we get the delayed suplex, and there's a middle turnbuckle leg drop for Chris Candido for a near fall, and then a super kick to Candido by Storm for a near fall, and then a swinging neckbreaker to Storm uh, to Storm for another Candido near fall. So both men are trading advantages here. There's a snap power slam to Storm for a near fall, and then Candido gets suplexed from the apron onto the concrete oh ground, oh. almost landed on his head. By the way, oh, took oh a really nasty looking bump. Uh, and then uh, Lance Storm baseball slide drop kicks uh, Candido right into the first row. There's a springboard crossbody to Candido into the crowd by Storm from the ring. Really nice looking spot there. They trade forearms once they get back into the ring. There's a double head bet, headbutt. Uh, Storm falls down right away. Candido stumbles around, happens to fall right on top of Storm for a near fall. I like that. Uh, and then there's a superplex to Candido by Storm. And then there's a middle rope spinning heel kick for a Storm near fall. And then a tiger bomb for another Storm near fall. And then um, Storm's on the. Um, Storms on the uh, ropes. He goes for some kind of springboard maneuver, but it gets countered into a Candido power slam for another near fall. And then uh, Candido gets some powder from Sunny. Sorry, Tammy. And then, of course, 100% of the time, if you get powder in your hand, it's going in your it's own face. going in your eyes, and it certainly does here. Uh, so the so he decks the ref on accident because he thinks that Storm the ref's down. There's a super kick to Candido, and then Tammy gets in the ring. She like so so Storm's up top. I don't know. He's gonna go for a moonsault or something, and then. Tammy Lane comes in the ring and just starts like grabbing his ass and then crotches him right on the top rope. And then Candido accidentally rolls up the ref, causing which she okay, was like I holding on to Tammy and then like causes Tammy's dress to come undone, which like this is like some Russo level stuff now. And then uh, Tammy rolls out of the ring, security covers her up, and then I did like the ref roll up though. And yeah, then, no, I did I didn't care for the the top coming off. Yeah. But I thought the ref roll up was Same. pretty funny. Yes. And then uh and then we get a blonde bombshell, which is a second rope power bomb by Candido. That looked it's gorgeous. Looked great. It looked, and oh. it's all the way across yeah. the damn ring. And yeah. that was it named was after Sable. Yep. And uh <laughs> and uh Candido wins in eleven minutes. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I was getting a little worried though towards the end because I was like, I know again, I know it's ECW's thing, but like, are we gonna get dirty finishes every match tonight? Because these two matches like had very similar endings, like even like with like a high risk finishing maneuver to end it. Like, 
like down to like the very beats it was very similar so i was like oof uh not a huge fan of that i did like the match though i gave it three stars i thought it was a, a decent little match you thought you thought the jerry lynn credible match was better yes yeah i did definitely um okay. i also gave this three stars i thought it was very convoluted at the ending which really hurt it i think there was just too much going on um that that some of it just didn't make sense like sure so um i gave it three stars as well i did like the jerry lynn match better mm-hmm. um but i think i think lance storm and chris candino are both fantastic workers oh my god and i might even go as far to say if it wasn't for the convoluted ending this match would be better than the first one yeah I, yeah I'd agree that, that. that's what that's what took me out of it sure i mean the first match had a pretty weird it had the, to me this whole show it's ECW. had a weird um pacing to it yeah um I know I've had a lot of trouble watching some of the Attitude Era shows. Right. And I think this show was overall better than the Bad Blood one we did, but it might have been harder to watch for me because of the the production. And it's the cutting. It's yeah, the cutting from the, one the, thing to the The cutting other was thing so and... bad that like Yeah, there's no flow to It's something I could have done in the Centralia College Wade Fisher class. Like Shout out Wade Fisher. Yeah, the man. Of the podcast. <laughs> the real man. <laughs> I don't know, for me, I think I'd have to go. I went three and a half because I like these two, and it might have been partially because uh, I don't know how early in their feud this is. I think it's fairly early, but these two had a long run. Of these are the perfect feud, people to put of feuding together, with each other, and Storm is oh, he's so good, and Candido is a great ring technician. And it's funny because I I listened to uh, for a while Lance Storm was was with Cyrus or oh, the, killing the town, the killing the town and they did an honorary podcast to Candido and Storm was talking about this saying that he loved working with Chris and he was talking about some of the spots they would do every match and he said they they could work similar matches every night when they were doing house shows and spot shows and things and he said it was just great because they they got so much out of each other and it just was, was a great great feud by the way that's a very underrated podcast killing the town oh it's good who's on it uh, cyrus, cyrus don Callis, and uh Lance storm it was storm for a while he's Lance out storm, so here's the funny thing Lance storm never had a ton of, i mean he he had some funny gimmicks never had a ton of personality in the ring He's a funny bastard. Oh, he's oh, hilarious. Yeah. He's always going off on Twitter. Twitter is hilarious. Yeah, he's always going off the, on Twitter. The other thing with him, too, is, you know, we said he may not have gotten enough recognition in the ring, but the num the level of talent and particularly female talent that he's put out of his wrestling school is insane. Ty of, oh, Al yeah. Ty of Valkyrie yeah. is uh, one of his. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green's one of his. I mean, so if you check his Twitter, he does a lot of his uh, Storm Wrestling Academy. I can understand how he would be an amazing trainer. He's Mr. Consistency. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah just everything's clean. Everything's looks good. And, uh, you know, sorry, Luke. I know you're coming no, up. No, you're good, buddy. But he, he got put in some shitty gimmicks in WWE. Um, yes. But he owned them. Like, oh, remember the, sure. the Can I Be Serious for a moment? Yes. yes. He Actually, owned that. Yes. No, it was good, but he deserved better. Yeah. I don't know why Vince... I mean, yes, uh, he was stone-faced. Like, that was just how he looked naturally. But uh, Vince really wanted to push that all the time. It didn't want to give him anything super creative. I mean, RVD yeah. was kind of stone-faced all the time, and they gave oh, him well. a push. <laughs> I think there's a little bit difference in the stone. <laughs> there. Luke, what did you think of that? Uh, I gave it uh, three and a quarter. Right um, on. But yeah, Kyle was right, though, that the finish... Just the end of it got way too gimmicky. Um, but I think that... Uh, Just Incredibles entourage made the other match a little too gimmicky too. Um, two fantastic workers. These are the perfect. This is the perfect combo to put together, right? Yeah, Landstorm and Chris Candido, just amazing workers. 
Um, I could probably rant all day about how missed Chris Candido was as wrestling it more, you know, evolved more and more. And I think, like Lance Storm, he could be one of the best trainers if he were still oh, alive today. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree for sure. He, he was. He just wanted to wrestle, and uh, his life was made miserable by the person that he took everywhere with him. So he just kind of carried that, yeah. that little blonde black cloud over him. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. Two, it was the second non-clean finish in a row. But this, I, is, yeah. this is ECW. I was starting to get worried so. at this point, but I believe that was that was the only other like kind of nonsense finish in the I, match. Unless you got the so. main event, which I, I think so. don't really. But well, yeah, and the main event was just chaos. Yeah. So, um, so after that, uh, back to the announce table. Styles uh, decides they're going to cut to an incident that happened in the parking lot earlier. So we see New Jack. This was earlier in the day, out with the crowd, That's just right. just <laughs> out in Dayton, just just doing his hyping thing. up the people, saying that he's going to beat up Jack Victory tonight. Uh, and then uh, which his 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 New Jack's gig marks here are oh so my bad. God, it's like Abdullah the Butcher level. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, it definitely is. Uh, and so, of course, uh, Jack Victory takes issue with that. He shows up, and then the Dudleys roll up in like this old like Cadillac, yeah. <laughs> like this red Cadillac, <laughs> like this grandma good. car. And then they get out. Everyone jumps New Jack. I wrote here like this literally looks like a backyard wrestling tape, like because everyone's just jumping New Jack. You can't really see what's happening. And to the Dudleys' defense, that was probably the only card you could have got all of oh, them for into, sure. including Big for Dick. Sure. I mean, Jesus. Uh, who? Big Dick. Uh, Big Dick Dudley. He's in the match B- later. B- B- who? <laughs> BDD. Oh, BDD, okay. yeah. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to hear you. Uh, so everyone beats up New Jack and he's dead. So they cut back to Styles and they say that's why the weapons match uh, with New Jack. He's not going to be around. So don't look forward to seeing New Jack. And then... Uh, probably this, a good thing that match didn't happen. Yeah, probably. Uh, Jack, Jack victory. Someone could have died. Uh, so then... Um, <laughs> This is when I noticed that the cameraman must have had narcolepsy because <laughs> they were falling asleep all day. So, like, I know it was, like, the 90s and, like, Narc- extreme <laughs> camera angles were, like, a thing, but I couldn't stand this. And it happened, like, from this point, like, every time they cut to Styles the rest of the show. So, like, it would just, like, start doing that 90s, like, tilt thing. But, like, all over. The- like, there was a point I later. I was There was a point later when Styles was, like, off camera. I'm like, what are you, fi- what are you doing? Uh, and speaking of bad camera angles, backstage, RVD and Sabu <laughs> are with Fonzie. And Fonzie is just out of control. And, oh, my uh, God. Luke, Luke loves Fonzie, but he, I liked he him drives here. me fucking nuts. I liked him here, I agree. but I wanted him to go away in their match later. I love the GOAT, Fonzie. Uh, so he was just out of control, talking about how the Japanese losers are going to lose. Doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't even know their names, which I kind of like. He's like, I don't even care about that name. Also, RVD kept sneezing. Yeah, what was yeah. that? Hayabushi. Or no, no. Hi, yeah, it was, yeah, no, it was, it was a joke. It was <sighs> it was a it was a really it was probably yeah, he a, was like kind uh, of a racist it, joke. It, it was a marijuana induced Oh he was sneezing the name of the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hibusha. Hibusha. I missed Hibusha. I missed that. I missed that. Hibusha. 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 Uh, so so one thing I liked about this promo is that RVD was just like again like he was kind of playing like a cocky heel because he's like oh I'm the man RVD's he's, the man he's and then a like, surfer cocky though, and then he'd like turn, he'd like turn back to um, he'd like turn back to RVD or Sabu would be like yeah you too Sabu you too and then he'd like go off on a time and be like yeah you too Sabu you're good too Sabu R- was like gonna kill him in that promo like the, some of the looks and stuff Sabu gives oh, yeah. him are, oh. are just like you're gonna die pal RVD like, was a tweener definitely here like oh, he was yeah. not a heel he and so he was not a face too. oh yeah oh, he um, looked, so oh by the way shout out to RVD he retweeted us not too long ago and we love him yeah RVD huge fan of the Hall huge so, of can I give you a little uh, little bit of info on RVD he's got a kind of a cool record that yeah. he set is it a so, criminal record no it's a weight oh. lif- weightlifting record really actually so Rob, Sorry, RVD, RVD innovated a weightlifting technique, and what you do is you take two steel chairs, you set them across from each other, you do the splits between them, and you lift a weight up over your head. Oh wow! In a split position, I can't even do the splits, chairs. let alone lift well, weights while I'm doing this. And, and he did like 550 pounds. Wow! What? 
Yeah, dude, that sounds like it's the Rob Van Dam completely shredded groin is what that sounds like. Yeah, seriously, but that's he's that good. That's wild. Um, so that's kind of the angle, right? Is like our RVD and Sabu, they're the tag team champions, but they don't really get along. Are they going to be able to get along in their tag team match tonight? Uh, Again, the camera work just starts going out of control, and then Fonzie starts with that fucking whistle, and he starts blowing that whistle, and I just knew it was going to come into play in the match, and I was like done already, and I was like, oh go. I hope uh, you, you, you and me both. I was you, praying. Oh, there was oh, so I'm much, there too. There was so much anger in that fucking whistle. I just knew. Like the second he started blowing the whistle in the backstage promo, I was like, I hope he loses it before this match starts because that's going to be relentless. And uh, it was. But also, I guess RVD it, was I, 27 here. I will give him okay. this. It wasn't as bad as I've seen some of his matches. During the match? During the match. It wasn't as bad as I've seen some of them. And I think that was out of respect to the guys from Japan <laughs> yeah, because I've yeah. seen some where he... Did not lay off that goddamn I, thing. I messaged yeah. <laughs> I messaged a friend last night who's a big wrestling fan and friend of the podcast, and I said, I gotta ask you, does Fonzie's whistle drive you as nuts as it drives me? And he goes, It's fucking annoying. Yeah. Uh, and, and then he also agreed with me on something that we're gonna get to later with New Jack too, and he agreed with me there as well. Okay. Uh so up next, before we get to that tag team match, we're gonna get Ooh. Mike Awesome versus Masato yes! Tanaka. Are you okay? That's no, right. I'm so dude, I'm so Tanaka in ECW. So Tanaka. Uh, he's awesome popping. Fan. He's popping. Oh my so, god. So Mike Awesome comes out first. I love that I love his entrance theme here, by the way. He, oh, it's it's original. It's one of the few yeah, original it. themes is what they in say. ECW. Yeah, it's like this like classic, like late nineties, like kind of like a surfer rock too, with like these super cheesy vocals. I love it. Uh and six foot six So right off the bat, the announcers are playing this up as a rivalry that has spanned different promotions different countries different titles i love that like really like added weight to like how long these two have been feuding three years at this point is how long they've been wrestling yeah from fmw um and i believe that they wrestle each other on anarchy rules 99 which is after a year after this and then they wrestled on ecw one night stand 2005 Um, and it was great so again yeah so obviously both men have made names for themselves in japan they're over here stateside not slouches here stateside either um Anyways, I like I just liked how they kind of promoted that importance of this rivalry and how they're getting to see a kind of a special matchup tonight, which yeah. they definitely are. Uh, so right after the, bat, uh, the match starts, Awesome calls Tanaka a motherfucker, which is that was censored great. for some Get reason. Off. No, and while well, he says it, then it must have been another one because there's a point in the match where he's getting the shit like like Tanaka's all over him and he pushes him off. Get off me, motherfucker! <laughs> and they uh, don't sen- sentence it. They they they, it. they silence the first motherfucker with like a bleep, but it was the only thing bleeped on the whole show. Like why? Like why that? And there were plenty of other f bombs. Yeah, well, and they give a TVMA rating before they start, yeah, which so is I, like th- let it go. Exactly. Uh, and then right after he calls him a motherfucker, he hits him with a big overhead belly to belly, and then a slingshot shoulder shoulder block to Tanaka. Mike Austin's moving around like a cruiserweight in this match, followed by a standing splash oh for a near God, fall. Brother. Tanaka gets clotheslined out of the ring, and then Mike Awesome, Undertaker style, does a tope dive to Tanaka outside, uh, and then they go back into the ring here as a big German to Tanaka who no-sells it, and then gets up and hits the scariest scoop power slam I've ever seen to Mike Awesome. Almost dropped him so on his head. So here's the thing. So they, they have Awesome listed as six foot six. Uh-huh. They have uh, Tanaka listed at 5'11", which I think is generous. Oh, That's yeah. That's way generous. He's short. I mean, yeah. he's, he's stacked. He's built like so a it's, tank. So it's, so it's no wonder that the power slam That he's almost breaking his neck yeah. on multiple occasions. Um, yeah. So there's a springboard clothesline to Awesome, and then Tanaka produces the chair, and then he, so they're on the entrance ramp. He runs all the way to the back of the entrance ramp, takes off, sprints, and then drills Awesome right in the head with the chair, uh, and then hits a top rope missile drop kick back in the ring to Awesome for a near fall. And then Tanaka grabs the chair once again, and then Awesome gets one of his own. They're outside of the ring right now at ringside there's some dueling chair shots until eventually awesome drops his chair tanaka gets a clean shot to the back and then um 
Tanaka gets gets thrown back into the crowd over the barricade, and then Awesome hits a springboard plancha like Sabu style. Where, that like, was he, crazy. Yes. He like hovers Holy on the rope crap. and then springboards and takes him out right into the crowd. He's so ridiculous. And, and it made and actually it was smoother than some of the stuff I've seen Sabu do. Which yeah, was it was insane. super smooth. Like he just like perched on that he rope for like stopped. a good like two seconds. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, very good balance there by uh, Mike Awesome. Oh, I really like that. R.I.P. Mike Awesome, you were so good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he really was. Um. And then uh, he gets back into the ring, hits an awesome bomb for a, a near fall. Uh, and I loved his reaction to that near fall because he just had this like look of dejection in his face. Like, oh, <laughs> like, I just, you know what I just did? It's this a match damn awesome over. bomb. Yeah. He had to remind him um, that it was his damn finisher. And then awesome hits a diving splash to Tanaka for a near fall. And then he grabs a chair and then just kills Tanaka I, with headshots. I wrote, oh. I wrote this is uh <laughs> This is where CTE happens. Oh yeah, because he was like the chair was mm. mut- he mutilated this chair with mm. these chair shots, and then Tanaka has the gall to no sell them, but he like can't like, <laughs> like the, the third gall. one. The third one like knocks him down, and he's and like it completely bends the chair yeah, backwards. He's got wobbly knees, and then Austin gets a near fall off of those, and then there's a running crucifix type bomb to uh, to uh, Tanaka, which gets awesome a near fall. Uh, it was an interesting looking move. They called it a power bomb, but he was like fully behind him. Yeah, it was a running um, razor's edge. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. And then uh, there's a top rope chair shot to Tanaka. And then Tanaka hits a crucifix bomb of his own to Awesome. Out, like from inside of the ring to outside through the table that's oh, on the outside. His, I thought he was dead. It was awesome. His neck. He yeah. landed right, he landed on, the like right on the back neck. of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Back in the ring for the nearest of near falls I've ever seen uh, for Tanaka. And then there's a running for him to Awesome. And then another. And then he hits the, uh, the roaring elbow. And uh, that's another near fall, another super close one. And then he gets fed up, puts a chair down, goes on the top rope. Two chairs, that's right. Hits a tornado DDT onto Awesome, onto the chairs. Tanaka wins in 12 minutes. This is a match of the night for me so far at this point. This is a match of the night in general for me. Really, really, really good match. Um, I uh, I liked it. See, this is so it kind of like quelled my fears because I was like, oh man, this is going to be like a dirty finish kind of night. This was the cleanest of clean finishes. Just a just a hard hitting match. So I gave it 3.75 stars. Very good. If it had went like three more minutes, this is a four star plus match for me. I gave it a four star. It never stopped. Yeah, like it was the, crazy. The matches previously, there was like some lagging time for me, but this one seemed like it just went nonstop. It just ruled. And man. it was awesome. And, but I will say, I was cringing on some of the chair shots. Oh. I, met, I messaged my friend Jonathan, and I was like, "Dude, like th- these shots, like they're brutal. They're brutal." And he said, "You know, he said the same thing. Kind of like it was, he wants to watch The Rock versus Mankind." But like he doesn't uh, want to watch Rumble Rumble ninety nine. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't. Rumble, but he doesn't want to see the 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 chair shots because yeah. they're so brutal. And you know, and like I guess maybe this is controversial what I'm about to say, but like I think CTE and brain damage did more for the Crispin Walk case than um, steroids and drugs. That's and not so. controversial. That's proven. No, fact. that's yeah. fact. Well, yeah. some people like Mark Merrow think it's Chris, just the wrestling oh, business cool. and not the. Here he goes. Here he goes. But, but Chris Nowinski uh, is he actually did a TED talk on this. Um, he's okay. he's a medical doctor. He was a professional wrestler and now a medical doctor. He has been uh, this is going to sound kind of barbaric, but he's been harvesting brains of professional oh, athletes yeah. mm-hmm. for a center mm, yeah. for these studies. And the first one he did was Benoit's because from permission from his dad and they determined that because of the number of concussions he had he had the brain of an 80 year old man with yep. alzheimer's disease well, and, and i think like too, 45 and maybe? again like i don't want to like downplay tragedy because like obviously everything that happened with benoit was horrible and terrible but i think that a lot of good has come from it yeah uh, just in wrestling so in general much. like and yeah. Football. yeah and i, I know yeah. Football, football, wrestling too, yeah. contact sports in general are we don't realizing. need head trauma like right that right anymore. and i think you know i think back in the day we didn't have the science yeah 
you know that we have now which is kind of crazy that in like what 15 20 years like that we've come so far we've come so much far with and, and i'm not trying to like talk up benoit or anything by the way i definitely recommend watching the movie concussion it has will smith in it but, it but but i mean like look at junior sale in football and like all these guys who all those 70s steelers players like there's yeah, that dude yeah. killed himself and, and i mean i think cte the, i mean the the wazoo quarterback had right, CTE right. and killed was himself it, just it last year no it no, was no, high, tyler Linsky. oh yes. Linsky, yeah so i think i think watching these now kind of make me it's, cringe it's, yeah, in a way mm-hmm. and like i still love it like the wrestling part of it but I, but now you're like oh i see what happens and i'm not trying to go on like a long like rant or no dude but like, right. i don't know i think i think we all need well, to kind of understand yeah. why some of these guys are dropping like flies now and because they their brain's it, gone oh and they just and lived hard and lives. i totally agree with you because the thing is is your years before this a chair shots were minimal and b when they were they were done in a way that that chair never made right. contact with their head whatever that whatever the foreign <laughs> object was never contacted them yeah. in a way that could hurt them much the way it is now but the for believability's sake as you got as the product progressed and changed they did that for that realism and it a lot of those guys paid a price and i'm actually truly surprised fully of all of those guys is as literate was, and yeah. functional as he is i was going to say this on on the pod the other like a few weeks ago is Please don't take McFoley. Yeah. Like, like, please preserve him. How he has, like, gone, like, I don't want to say unscathed, because his body is broken. Oh, but, his like, body is destroyed. Mentally, how he has gone so unscathed. How he's written into, books. Into he's his, a freaking genius. It amazes me that he has, like, shown no, like, lasting effects from yeah. the amount of things he has written gone through Written books without, without a ghostwriter. Yeah. yeah. That's and then the key. It's incredible. Also, you know, we saw a chair shot at Homecoming, right? In the Abyss and Eli Drake match, I believe. Yeah. But that head, the head chair shot... I believe it was Drake who got hit. Maybe it was Abyss, yeah. but they had their hands up. Yeah. Right? And then these ones... And it was the only one in the entire show. Right. And But in this one, <coughs> their hands were not up. No, 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 no. No, the, in ECW, these, you took it like yeah, a, you took like it a like quote-unquote a, man. Yeah. And that's why they're dead. Interesting point. Joe, what did you think of the match? I gave it because I want to be honest. I mean, I, I this is the reason I, I requested this show, and this is the reason that I did. And I gave this match four stars because it's awesome in Tanaka. Yeah, and they they do a lot of similar spots in all their matches, but they're every time it's there's different things, and there's little intricacies. And oh man, they're so good, I'm so good. I loved it. This is what a big man match should be. Oh, for this sure, is for what sure. A big man match should be. Well, for the time. You Every, say a big man match, context. but these dudes were flying around like fucking cruiserweights. Right, right. I know. Big man, but not all big men can do not, this. Right, again. I mean, not all guys are Vader. Not all guys are awesome. Right, right. Not all guys are Taker. Vader's not going to do that. No, Vader's not going to do that. I'd love to see Vader do a springboard honestly, close. Honestly, and, and, <laughs> and I, am an, I am an absolute huge break taker. The top I'm an absolute huge taker mark. Taker couldn't even do what Mike Awesome was doing. Granted, Taker's got like four or five inches on him. He could do a lot of it, but he could not do all a lot of it. Of it yes, yeah, but he's you. not. He wasn't doing springboard planches. Right? No. No. Luke, so, what do you think of the match? Uh, I gave it three and three quarters. This match just ruled. It did. I it mean, did. I had a really hard time not giving it four. Um, Should just give it a four, man. Yeah, just give it four. Well, man. the next match was really good too. So. Oh, ooh, ooh. Oh. <laughs> you thought so, huh? I didn't. I didn't think really? so. I didn't think so. Really? I'll thought, explain. I'll explain I why. It. I didn't think it was I bad. It. Let's get into it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so real quick before that, uh, Taz cuts a promo on Bigelow. Just classic Taz. Promo. And he says he's better than Tyson Goldberg or Austin. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> no lies. <laughs> no lies detected. 
Just kidding. Taz yeah. was good, man. Taz was good. Uh, and then after that, we do get the ECW Tag Team match, Goldberg, though. which is going to be the champions RVD and Sabu, accompanied by Bill Alfonso against Hayabusa and Jinsei Shin- Shinzaki, uh, two Japanese who was, imports. Who was a Kushi in the WWF? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Ni- and, like the 95-96. And again, another guy that was totally misused. Um, he had some great matches with Bret Hart, but other than oh, that, okay. was not... Not well used. I'm trying trying to interject my little bit of history here. And both of these guys came from Frontier Martial Arts, which was a promotion in Japan, a hardcore promotion that basically was ECW, but Japanese version and did both hardcore and um, straight wrestling. And they were they were something else. Oh, time cool. And Hayabusa is their god. He is like the man at this point. OK, uh, I noticed both men are scarred up like all the Japanese talent on the show is like has Sabu scars. Barbed wire. This was baby. this was when the death match was like wire. the big thing in Japan. Um, so and, and I did, did love you say, Joe, what is it? FMA or whatever? FMW, Frontier FMW? Martial Arts Wrestling. So was that that was the place that fully and no, no, no. So they they took from that. So IWA before it became IWA Mid South with Ian Rotten. IWA was a Japanese promotion, and that's where the death and match that's happened. where the death match happened. The land actually, if you guys ever want to do a really screwed up show, maybe your Patreon thing, we should all sit together sometime. I've got the full tournament of death. That Foley was. I don't know if I can make it through it on DVD, Oof. and it's it's like four hours of Just, nothing but hardcore matches, oh, like barbed wire ropes, thumbtack Yikes. beds, nail beds, nails, nails. Yeah, n- nails are too much for me. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Uh, let's get into this How match. Is that not pierced um, so I I, the, I loved the. Um, they weren't real, but like the tattoo work on Shinzaki because it was so intricately done. Like, can you imagine? They're like, real. Yeah, they're I'm real. Pre- they're real. They I mean, are. Yeah, pretty sure because no, they're not real. Are they not? I looked up pictures of him, and there was a picture from 2015, and those were not on. I didn't think they were. What if he just got extensive laser treatment? (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, maybe that'd be all over. Because he also had those same tattoos as Hakushi. Yeah, and in wrestling, I can't imagine nothing not smearing. That's what I was wondering. They looked great though; like it was all very intricate. The line work was really clean. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Uh, So I will say this match was a lot for me to get through, but let's get into it. Uh, So. The match hasn't even started yet, and Fonzie is already laying into that whistle, and I'm ready to turn the show off, uh, and it's just going to just go on through this entire match. Uh, so, as always, RVD is super, super, super over during intros here. I mean, man, the crowd just loves him so much. He has such a connection with the fans. Uh, then, so, before the match even like, there's a lot of before the match stuff here. So, before the match even starts, Sabu's, like, already trying to attack the ref for some reason. Like, uh, he was crazy. He's a suicidal <laughs> he's so, here, Here's yeah, the genocidal. thing with Sabu. Is he takes a lot of his gimmick from his uncle, oh, and really? the, the sheik. The sheik was nuts. We're not gonna. We're not talking the Iron Sheik, so that nobody gets confused here. We're <laughs> right, talking right. Detroit era, era um, territory head of the Detroit territory sheik, and sheik would fuck you up. If you like, I mean, he was not afraid to blade your ass, chase fans around. He was ape shit crazy. And Sabu takes so much of his attitude from his uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's he's definitely crazy. Um, so, and then they uh, RVD and Sabu cannot decide who's going to start the match first. Uh, I like this, but it did go on kind of forever. It went on too long. Uh, it went way too long. So, like, it kind of just boiled down to them just like standing around. Eventually, it is decided that RVD and Hayabusa are going to start, and then Fonzie's just riding that damn whistle outside the whole match. That's the last thing I'll say about it. I promise. But hope it, you like whistles. It like actively hampered my enjoyment of this match. No, Joey's comment was great. I hope he swallows that damn. <laughs> I 
was just thinking it, and then he said it, and I was like, see, I could be a commentator. Uh, so RVD does the RVD pose right off the bat, and then Sabu does one of his own. Just a lot of uh, one-upmanship one between the team. Habayusa, Hayabusa, sorry about that, has the early advantage until RVD takes him down. And then Hayabusa manages a roll-up attempt. And then during all the madness, Hayabusa and RVD are having like a nice sequence, but there's like so much shit happening like all over the place. Like the crowd's doing their own thing. Fonzie's like getting on the apron and, and just doing whatever he's doing. Art, Sabu's going like a caged animal on the apron. He's running into the ring. Uh, during all that, there's a nice sequence going on inside the ring here. And then the crowd does a you fucked up chant, but I didn't really notice any fuck it was, up. Uh, it was, he like, fell off the top. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it just wasn't clean with the yeah. counter. Okay, okay. Yeah. On the, the springboard counter there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I see, I didn't notice too much, but the crowd did. Uh, so there's a super quick arm drag by RVD. Really nice looking spot there. Uh, and then I noticed here, like, they're really trying to make RVD unlikable. Not going to work, though. He's so the crowd, yeah, the It is hot. not going to work. Uh, Shinzaki is in now. A big Vader bomb to RVD for a near fall. But, like, he, like, really, like, he, like, laid his body out and just, like, just parallel. He, like, planked on the on the <laughs> rope before he went down. Uh, it was cool. Uh, and then Shinzaki does the old school here. Uh, but he walks, like, all the way around the ring. That was one of his. <laughs> it was his, awesome. Oh, it was so cool. They had a name for it, but I, I just called the it. The praying rope walk. Yeah, 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 yeah thank you. Because he, he, does, he does the whole hand in yeah, front of his yep, face. Yep. It was cool. Uh, it was yeah, really literally neat. went like through a whole side and then a half. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Shinzaki misses, and he did it like fast too. Like he like was skipping. He was, he was, he was going. Fucking trapeze uh, artist. Yeah. Shinzaki misses the knee drop, allowing RVD to recover a little bit. Hits a spin kick and then a corkscrew leg drop to Shinzaki. Sabu gets tagged in, hits a springboard leg drop for a near fall. He is like moving a million miles a minute when he gets in here. Hayabusa gets tagged in, hits a split leg and moonsault to Sabu for a near fall. There's a nice drop kick after that by Hayabusa, and then Sabu rolls outside to catch his breath, and then uh, gets back into the ring, hits a drop kick for a near fall onto um, Hayabusa. Uh, and then Fonzie is just really too much. He's getting in the ring. He's, he's just, driving me nuts. He's starting to really drive me nuts at this point. Uh, there's him. an ankle lock to Hayabusa, uh, but he gets to the ropes. RVD gets involved and then gets taken out by Shinzaki, and shit just falls apart here. Uh, Sabu was out of the <laughs> ring. He hits a baseball slide, and then an aside moonsault takes out both RVD and Sabu, and that's by Hayabusa. And then RVD gets closed out over the barricade, and then Sabu takes everyone out with a springboard dive off the chair, of course, the air Sabu. And then RVD throws everyone over the barricade, including Sabu, by the way, who, like, he threw over first, like, a hard too yeah. like be nice man he's your partner uh i did like that though maybe it made me laugh what can i say um and uh then rvd gets set up hits the guillotine leg drop on the hayabusa uh, from the apron to the barricade and then back in the ring i guess shinzaki is in now uh, there's no like there's not a tag at the rest of this match by the way uh rvd and sabu are double teaming uh shinzaki outside and then uh gets back into the ring rvd hits a bow and arrow which allows for a dive with a chair by sabu right into the rib cage so of, uh shinzaki he, that was called wrong I mean, that's that's just an elevated surfboard stretch. Oh, okay. Because okay. the bow and arrow is sideways. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so I thought so, but I was good, like, oh, I'm good gonna write, write down what Style said. And, I, could, I could be an announcer. Uh, yeah, you could. Uh, hey, Busa makes the save, uh, which was too late, and the three was counted. But you know what? We're playing fast and loose here, so it is a near fall. Uh, and then. Uh, there's a springboard swanton and a springboard knee drop and then a springboard moonsault. Uh, so Hayabusa does the first move, Shinzaki does the second. I love it. And then Hayabusa does the springboard moonsault. Sabu breaks up the pin. And then there's an air Sabu to Hayabusa in the corner. A spin kick by RVD for a near fall. Bridging Sherman's suplex to Hayabusa for a near fall. Top rope can run to Shinzaki, followed by an RVD splash for a near fall. This match is just chaos at this point. There's a payday kick by Shinzaki to RVD. Hayabusa goes up top, hits the 450 splash to RVD for a near fall. And then Sabu makes the save. And then hits, there's a rolling thunder leg drop combo to Hayabusa. 
Pizza by RVD and Sabu. That was pretty. <gasps> There's a Boston Crab by Additions Hockey by Sabu, and then RVD hits a top rope leg drop for the hold is applied for a Sabu near fall. Sabu sets the table up in the ring. Hayabusa kills Sabu with a leg drop while the hold is applied. Oh, I already said that. Uh, Hayabusa kills Sabu with a punch who just dies, but then like gets right back up just in time to eat a top rope shoulder block for a near fall. There's a vicious looking dragon screw leg whip to RVD by Shinzaki. Sabu and Hayabusa are up top now. Hayabusa gets crushed on the top rope. Uh, Fonzie holds the chair. Van Damme hits a coast to coast, not coast to coast because it was it was almost, a coast to coast Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, coast to coast Van Daminator. Yeah. Awesome. And then another drag screw to RV, a dragon screw to RVD by Shinzaki. RVD gets set up on the table and it breaks. Uh, Hayabusa hits a frog splash anyways for a near fall. Another table gets set up. RVD at this point kicks out of a Michinoku driver. There's uh, stuff happening everywhere. There's a Van Daminator to Shinzaki. Both Hayabusa and Shinzaki are laid on the table. Double leg drops. Sabu gets well, the pinfall victory. RVD, so with that Michinoku driver, uh -huh. he, he didn't kick out of it. Sabu, Arabian face bustered. Oh, okay, okay. The guy pinned uh, him. And uh, eventually Sabu gets the pinfall off the double leg drop through the table. In 21 minutes, this is quite a match. Uh, there's a lot of really cool spots. Uh, Fonzie really annoyed me, and I felt like at times it was it was like too disorganized. Like it was impossible to call a lot of it because it was just like everyone was doing their own thing. Tables were breaking in the ring. It was craziness. Still liked it a lot. Give it 3.5. Um, it just was drugged down a little bit for me by Fonzie, and just like the ending sequence was just a little too crazy for me. Uh, still enjoyed it though. Uh, liked the finish. I gave it three and a quarter. Fonzie brought it down a lot for me. Also. I heard spots being called. Oh yeah, I heard that too. And like they were calling spots, and I'm like, God, this is ruining the match. And, for now, me. I heard it from the. I didn't hear it before this, but I heard it starting in this match, and I heard it the rest of the night. Oh, I never heard it again, but I, I heard it in the main event quite that a bit. That actually uh, brings up a point I was going to make because ECW's rings. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but how heavily mic'd oh, they yeah. are. Yeah, like everything Obviously, sounds yeah. brutal, and I'm yeah. thinking that maybe some of their mic are a ring too, mics too hot. Yeah, yeah, because I noticed it. Uh, and a few other matches as well. I heard a couple, not spot calls, but I heard a couple like live mic moments in the Taz and Bam Bam match. Uh, and then um, in the main event, I heard a couple spot calling too. But yeah, that's probably, I'm guessing it's because of the ring mic. Yeah, just so, so hot. So with that and Fonzie and then like the table not being set up right. And then Fonzie just jumping into the ring randomly. So many was times. so annoying and I just couldn't get well, over it. The table and just like broke. Right when they no, tried, the, yeah. the, the well, leg the, the leg broke off. Yeah, because there were too many guys trying to set up the table at once. So there was like four guys <laughs> trying to set up leg, the table. The, well, the first leg was already broken, and then they put RVD on it, and the other leg just broke. And it was just so messy and so sloppy. At I think times. messy is a good way to put it. Um, I did like most of the action, but I yeah. just I was starting to get really annoyed with this match. And I think you texted me last night and said this match gave you anxiety. It gave me anxiety. And towards I was, the end, I was getting there was too, too because I was like, much. this is too much happening at once. And then. And then we'll get to the main event. Which was See, I thought the main event was a little easier to digest. For no, me. it was more no convoluted way. than no this. Way. It was also like half as long, though. No way. Joe, the cameras didn't catch so much crap. Oh, anyway. I know. Um, I I gave it four because I mm -hmm. I think the guys were super good. A couple of things with Hayabusa. Hayabusa, um, like I said, he was he was FMW's guy. He was going to be one of the the predominant stars in Japan, and he was for years. He's actually passed away. Uh, passed away a couple of years ago. He broke his neck um, in Japan in 2000, 2001. He was doing uh, acai moonsault off the second rope, and the rope slipped, <gasps> and he cracked his oh, neck off no. the apron, and it, it <laughs> paralyzed. It paralyzed him from the neck down, and it took him several years, but he finally learned how to walk. There's a great video, and it's it's awe inspiring of him kind of being i think i don't know if he was wheeled to the ring or whatever and he gets out of his wheelchair and walks up to the ring in japan oh wow when he learns how to walk that's awesome. how to walk again and the crowd goes ape oh, shit and, appla or, and applauds him 
and but yeah, four star. I agree, it's messy, but that's that was to me that's Japanese wrestling at the time, and and it was it's interesting to me. And I don't guys, I've watched a lot of wrestling from all over the place, but it's always interesting to me to watch Japanese and Mexican or Mexican wrestlers sell whether they do or whether they don't and how yeah. long they do because with a mask, it's hard to tell. Right. And, but it That's was really point. interesting because I think that was a lot of this. It was, it was a lot of, ow, that hurt. I'm getting back up and kicking. Oh yes. Yeah. Kind of like a modern, more modern U S style that you see now. Yeah. Not, not as extreme, but I think, uh, I think you put it in great perspective there, Joe, with Hayabusa breaking his neck. So many of these plancha spots, it's so easy. Oh, I mean, it yeah. really is just a fraction just, of an inch. Yeah, you can you can. Well, especially like Joe said, if, if a rope slips or breaks or something similar like that happens, I think I think people just I think people really discount that in wrestling in general. I agree. Uh, you you land the wrong way, you're done. I totally agree. You're dead. You're paralyzed. Something. Um, with that being said, also hearing your and Kyle's <laughs> reactions, uh, I would like to preface this by saying I watched like all of the show early this morning. So I might have been delirious or something. <laughs> but to me, this was amazing. Like, this was so awesome ECW. Like, this was so ECW to me. It had some cool spots, but it was just too messy, man. I just... See, I think Fonzie really annoyed you guys. I had the volume pretty pretty down. I, like, I, almost muted it. I, I, turned it <laughs> I, was, I turned it down a lot during this match. I was considering match, muting it. But then him jumping in the ring was too much. And, and that's just Fonzie's always, shtick. Yeah, dude, that's he's always been so like, involved you, in matches. You have to get... If you can get past his shtick and focus just on the on the wrestling and that's that is hard and i will grant you that is hard because he is so he i almost think sometimes like cyrus used to say that he got in trouble with wwe because he put himself over the talent oh, fonzie yeah. kind of does or tries to do that yeah, a little bit too. yeah that's fair so anyway to me this was dope as hell i thought um i know that there was messy spots with the tables and whatever but i thought that both tag teams had really good chemistry so i gave it four stars cool. i really 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 Loved it, and I know you Buster Rhymes through like a million spots, but <laughs> yeah. there were so there were such Ugh. cool spots and such athletic, you know, spots. Anyway, cool. I had a good, I had a great time. Cool. So after that, we get a video package showing the ongoing rivalry between Bam Bam and Taz, but it's kind of just like Taz versus the Triple Threat, uh, which is uh, Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and um, the third guy who Chris we Candido. saw earlier, Chris Candido. Thank you. Uh, so the whole story behind that is that Taz has just kind of been uh, antagonizing the Triple Threat, uh, and then of course, very famously, Bam Bam put Taz through the ring in in a spot, and then ended up beating him in a match, and then uh, Taz is just destroying Shane Douglas any chance he gets, which leads to this match. I love this. So. Uh, so the cutback to Joey Styles and uh, Shane Douglas, I noticed a few things here. So Francine is just like cringily mugging at the camera this whole time. Like she's just like perking up her chest and like making kissy motions and like raising her eyebrows. It was pretty funny. And then Shane Douglas is going out. He's like out of oh, control. Joel's pissed. And he's like starting to scream and he's like slamming pens. And then the second they cut away, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to call this match right down the middle. Like yeah. seconds after he Hilarious. was screaming. I loved it. I, well, I don't know if you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Luke. On Taz. So one thing we didn't mention is Taz is the FTW. He's, he's the unrecognized FTW champion. Heavyweight champion. Well, and so he, like that's his world title basically. Yeah. Because he got pissed because Shane wouldn't fight him. Yeah. And so Douglas is the actual world heavyweight yeah, uh, champion. Yeah. And Taz is the FTW champion. So uh, cage cagematch.com called this a title match so I'm going to call it a title match too um, so this is Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz for the FTW title in a false count anywhere ECW death match um, yeah one thing is to, to Francine I wanted to say I don't know if you guys caught it and it was earlier in the pay-per-view she doesn't say much but earlier in the pay-per-view she, she tried she, yeah she, she tried to say a couple of things 
and they shut her down. Like they oh, were, they were completely notice. nonsensical, oh, like wow. nothing to the point of the match. And you could hear the tone in the guy's voices that are actually calling it like <laughs> shut her down. Oh no. And she doesn't say much. After no, that. She doesn't say anything. Yeah, I, I, I think I, yeah, I think I heard her speak once and that was about it. Uh, so right off the bat, Bam Bam hits a power bomb right as the bell's ringing. Uh, but Taz hops right back up and no sells it. Clotheslines Bam Bam twice, eventually gets him down. Big Samoan drop by Taz. They go onto the entrance ramp. Taz has the advantage briefly on Bam Bam. And then a boot sends Bam Bam right over the barricade into the crowd on the entrance ramp. Dude, the front row got some they action. They got some action on the show. show. Yeah. Uh, Taz clears a spot and then leaps with a crossbody onto Bam Bam, who catches him and just slams him into the guardrail. Bam Bam slaps Taz in the back of the head, with, in the back with a chair. Uh, they're just right in the crowd. So usually when you see, and it was to the detriment of the camera work in this match, because usually when you see guys like in a uh, wrestle into the crowd, like usually they clear like a very sizable lane. Nope. They were just wrestling like they were making their own path to where they were going and they were just going through the crowd. The poor caravan could not could not keep up with the action here. Um, but they're in 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 the crowd, which must have been awesome if you were there. Um so they're just fighting here. Uh, Taz gets set into a row of chairs, knocks the whole row down for a near fall. They continue to brawl through the crowd. Bam Bam throws a guard. So he throws Taz into the guardrail. Then he like separates one of the pieces, throws that into Taz, who bounces back and does a double leg takedown for a near fall into Bam Bam. And then a little bit later, Bam Bam tries to uh, drive Taz into a chair, but he slips and he falls so hard. Under that the was concrete. brutal. Oh. oh man, that was bad looking. Uh, poor Bam Bam. Uh, and then Taz sinks in the arm uh, arm bar briefly to Bam Bam, but Bam Bam breaks free. Uh, super weakly chair shot by the way to Taz by Bam Bam here for a near fall I don't know if it was slipping out of his hands or what uh, he gets a better one in later though Taz mission is very briefly applied to Bam Bam but he counters it into a jawbreaker Taz gets thrown back over the barricade and back to the ringside area so um, so when he gets thrown back over the barricade and Bam Bam steps over he steps on his head he, st- he accidentally stomps Taz's face in the concrete yeah. and that's how he busted his so eye Taz open Taz is busted open after that uh, but you get a much better chair shot to Taz's back by Bam Bam at this point uh, back in the ring there's a big power bomb by Bam Bam instead of a pinfall attempt he goes out and grabs a table puts it into the ring Taz gets Irish whipped face first big Irish through whip. the table in the corner that yep. was a cool looking spot yeah. there's a Taz plex to Bam Bam through the uh, rest of the table because the other half is set up in the other corner he shows people how to recycle man exactly it's good work exactly <laughs> I, I like that um and I notice here Taz has fresh ink because you can see his tattoo healing. Just a little detail I noticed. Oh, uh, it was one of the tattoos not. on his upper arm. Uh, back on the entrance ramp, Taz hits a tornado DDT to Bam Bam. And then they go right through it. Through the damn ramp. Through the entrance ramp. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, there's a lot of a long, a long a, an appropriate amount of time passes. You're waiting for somebody to emerge. Shane Douglas stole the she, Oh My oh, God spot there. there yeah, oh, yeah. That, both those I noticed two, that. Both those two were so hot on um, announcing. It was insane. It like, was. It was uh, so Bam Bam emerges from the ramp first. Taz follows shortly after. Bam Bam doesn't see him. He's kind of walking on the ramp. He calls for the finish. The Taz, yeah, Taz sprints, jumps onto Bam Bam's back, sinks in the Taz mission. Bam Bam taps no matter how Shane Douglas sees it. He's <laughs> <And laughs> yes. reaching for the rope. Yeah, Taz wins in 13 and a half minutes. So I've got to say, this was like a tale of two halves for me. I was not really into the the whole like section when they're going through the crowd, just because you're so limited when you're in the crowd, right? Yeah, I've never are, been a bi- hard, I've never been a big fan of like crowd brawls. Um, as far as crowd brawls goes, it was a it was a fairly middling effort. But that last section, uh. I, once they got back into the ring, I loved it. It brought the it brought the match up to me. I give it three stars. Yep, uh, liked the match a, a lot. Just I would have liked it a lot more if that uh, if the crowd brawling. I don't know. I think it was a lot of it was. That they were since they were brawling directly into the crowd, like it really limited what you could do. Um, so it kind of drug the first half, but everything once they hopped over that barrier uh, to get back to ringside was super fun. I give it three stars. I give it three stars too. Um, I originally had three and a quarter down, but I thought it was worse than the RVD tag team match. 
Um, Definitely. Same. So, yeah. so I, one was a I, brawl. I moved it down to three stars. It was a fun little brawl, though, but I thought the going through the entrance ramp was kind of hokey since they had just gone through the the ring, like the pay-per-view before, so I thought that was a little dumb that they were doing it again. But it was a pretty good match, and I think Bam Bam Bigelow and Taz both should have had world championship runs for you know, other it's, companies. It's weird oh, to me yeah. that like Bam Bam, like at one point, main-evented WrestleMania when he faced off against LT, and... Like never really like. When did Ladini and Tomlinson, Tomlinson have a match? Oh, not that LT. Lawrence oh, Taylor. Oh, oh. <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, I, I would have never known. Um, and <laughs> it's weird because like that was the main event spot in that. I don't remember which one it was. I'm guessing eight. Eleven. Seven. Eleven. Yeah, Thank 11, you. Yeah. Uh, but he never really got like the traction in WCW or ECW. I feel and like. Well, it was 36 here. That was, oh, okay. I was just going to say, that's something I was going to mention. A couple of things here. Bam Bam is a seasoned veteran at this point. Like, not that Shane's any kind of slouch, but. Bam Bam's been in this game since the 80s. I mean, when he debuted, he debuted in WWE and actually had a run against Hogan for a while in the in the early to mid-80s. And I love, there's a couple of commentary spots on here that I really, really enjoyed. One of them was uh, uh, Styles talking about Finnegan being the referee. He goes, John Finnegan is the referee for this match. The poor bastard. Right, right. <laughs> And the other one is, I think Shane kind of got to jump on JR because when they fell through the ramp, Shane just loses his mind. They're dead. They're dead. They, no, I loved it. That was yeah, a great call. I, was, I mean, it was just like, man, he was just losing it. But he was very animated this whole match anyway because of his interest in the match. Oh, yeah. And that was actually something in the last match that I thought was really kind of cool that they did is they said that Shane was taking notes. Because any one of those four guys could be coming for his championship. So I thought that was because he was like dead silent through the Habusa match. Um, sure. I gave it three stars. It's a great big man match. And I love I love Taz. Taz is cool and Bigelow is cool. And Taz is, I, I think he's so interesting because they bill him as this like super fighting machine. Knows all these styles of martial arts. And Taz didn't know anything he just was good enough to pull it off, and just well, and he, and he had a good yeah. move set, yeah. Oh yeah, um, I gave this one three stars. Uh, I mean, you could just tell right away this was a brawl. Like this wasn't going to be an, a real technical match or anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, three stars. Bam Bam was about thirty six. Taz was about thirty here, but Taz is so damn good. I know. Um, I know Kyle. He can't defend himself now, but he said he said that it's hokey that. That they did this same, like they did a similar spot, a pay per view later, um, earlier. What the ring, the through the ring was before. I know. I'm saying they did a yeah. similar oh, spot yeah, here. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and <coughs> I, I disagree with that. I feel like I, I mean, one. Well have you ever seen anyone else go through the ramp ever? No. no. Um, and I think like the first time it physically like that was the physics behind it is both bodies all that weight coming in broke the ring well all the weight going into the ramp broke the ramp right. so like i don't i don't see how it's hokey when it's you know just explainable um anyway I, yeah i thought it was super good um i had a great time with it but it makes me sad that it was it makes me sad that you guys felt that this or at least Kyle felt that this was comparable to that tag team match as far as a brawl because while the tag team match did go off the rails there was so much Plancha and so much actual skill related things. Oh, yeah. I thought it. that was a much better match. I think it was an actual match versus this was a brawl. So, um, so after that, um, 
Taz call, I love this. Taz calls out Shane Douglas up in the announce booth, does the classic uh, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. And then Douglas gets so mad, he grabs a monitor and literally throws, throws it, it down. Off the, he yeah. might have hit someone with it. I don't even know. Like There were people down there. Uh, and Ta- Douglas is just throwing a fit. Taz leaves, and then Douglas and Francine leave, presumably to go after Taz. Uh, back to Styles. I cannot take the cameraman here he is out of control this is the worst like he is completely out of control this is when i mentioned like there were times when like styles was like barely in frame and like he was like really starting to drift essentially um styles is saying that the dudleys are disgusting and they're horrible let's cut to what happened and it goes to them breaking beulah's neck with a 3d um and uh, that's kind of the story that sets up this match and the dudleys are like the top heels in ecw's by far, Styles really did a good job. Putting real, them over real quick, because I think we had mentioned the other uh, slightly off-key entrance music. Um, considering where Luke, Kyle, and I are going this evening, I really appreciate Taz's entrance <laughs> not being changed too much because oh, he comes yeah. out to War Machine, War Machine yeah. by Kiss. Yeah. yeah, and it's so cool. Like it's so cool. Oh, to it's hear great. That uh, for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, yeah I agree hey, by the way, too. we're going to see Kiss tonight. It's yeah. gonna be dope. Yeah, uh, Luke, you excited, Joe, Kyle? And Kyle are going to Kiss I am tonight. Excited. Uh, so that'll be fun for them. Um, yeah, I agree with you here. Styles, though, did a great job of, like, putting over how much he hates the Dudleys and how, like, disgusting they are. And it's an ongoing thing because yeah. he does it, like, throughout their tenure in, in ECW. He did, he hates them and yeah. despises them. <clears throat> well, they're really good at being Oh, God, they were great assholes. assholes. Oh, yeah. Oh. So then uh, Joel Gertner is first. He saunters down to the ring, throttled by the rest of the Dudleys. No music, just the heat of the crowd is what we're going to get Which here. Which is awesome, actually. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, so eventually, eventually, the Dudleys make it to the ring. Uh, Bubba cuts a classic promo, putting down the crowd. Not as heated as Heat Wave 99, no pun intended, but uh, still draws a lot of heat from the crowd here. Um, and then Gertner takes the mic, pops up. So, some, you ready? Yeah. Uh, also, sign guy is holding a sign that says Mark's Fear Bubba. Yeah, so I, I saw that. Like that. Yeah. Um, Joel Gertner is wearing a red neck brace with a, bow, <laughs> with bow, with a bow tie on the neck brace. That's his that. That's his style. Which was absolutely hilarious. Oh, he's so funny. Uh, so so Gertner, Gertner starts out, <clears throat> Is it hot in here or is it just me? Well, well, well. Dayton, Ohio. Amazing where people can live these days. Which is really <laughs> funny because Heat Wave 99 was also in Dayton. Yeah. Um, Let's see. It is I, the man your mother warned you about, the man that makes your panties moist, and the only man that matters. Hotter than a heat wave and harder than Chinese algebra. The quintessential stud muffin, myself, Joel, I always leave them sore, yet they keep coming back for more, Gertner. Okay, uh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, uh, thanks, Gertner, for that. And then uh, they kind of just introduce everybody. They make fun. They have a Beulah. They have a blow-up doll with, like, Beulah's face and, like, the Tommy Dreamer shirt on it. They make fun of that. For and the- they call it Beulah McGillis Slutty. Yeah. So Gertner is actually going to be at CAC this year with Blue Meanie doing a, a really? spot on how to on how to get yourself over, basically, how to do oh, oh, wow. interviews and things. That would be fascinating to sit through. No kidding. Because um, Gertner's great. I do think this whole segment went on a little bit too long. Uh, a lot of too long. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so then he introduces everybody one by one. You got Big Dick. You got Sign Guy. Uh, sign Guy who has a torn ACL, a damaged patella <laughs> tendon, and a ruptured rectum. I mean, I mean, a, yeah, I I mean, mean a deviated <laughs> septum. Yes. I mean, a deviated septum <laughs> and a kidney stone. And then uh, who was this? Who was what was the ref's name? Hold, on, I got it here somewhere. Uh, John uh, um, Finnegan. No, it was. No, no, it was uh, I got it somewhere. Something Jones. Jeff Jones. Jeff, Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones. Thank you, Kyle. Jones. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, Jeff Jones, Thank uh, who, is a, who was a ref and then defected and now is with the Dudley gang here. And becomes Mike Awesome's manager down the road. Oh, okay. Um, and then he's the one who's like carrying Beulah McGillis-Sluddy, the doll. 
um, was that to get some good heat. And then eventually after that, after everyone gets uh, announced, uh, Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike Dudley make their way out. They each carry a ladder. Sandman... <laughs> Is already busted open from the beer. Sandman has a huge ladder. Dreamer has a medium one, and then <laughs> Spike, Spike has, has a little a tiny ladder. ladder. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I just I love Sandman so much because he looks like an he looks like he should be painting a house or like pouring concrete, but like he's oh, wrestling and, 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 fire. and we should note this is early Sandman because when he comes back in like ninety, he's in much better shape. Yeah, ninety nine after WCW, it's like they told him, okay, if we hire you, you're yeah. gonna lift some damn weights. Boy. So he's like chain smoking his way out to the ring. He's guzzling beer. His he's gut, already busted open. His gut is just. Hanging. He's got a huge beer gut here. I like his shirt. Oh, that's a good. That's oh, it's like, like a Budweiser the, the, the Sandman well, shirt. That was the ECW man. They were great. They're creative on their shirts. I'd love to get old school ECW merch. That'd oh be yeah, killer. I love a lot of their merch. I love the classic Team 3D shirt too. Uh, so, Dreamer pours. Uh, so Dreamer like pours a beer for a fan, hands it to him. Did you guys see this? The poor guy yeah. drops it. Like oh, instantly yes. drops the beer, and they cut away. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just, this was fun. Uh, and Sandman left a guy hanging. Like, yeah. he stands over him. He's like, he's got even a sign that says, poor beer here. Yeah. Cracks the beer, looks at the guy, and then just yep. pounds it. Uh, well, he was drunk, so. So eventually, we are going to get to this match. It does start. Literally half, it takes the, like 10 minutes. half the time slot yeah. dedicated to this match, literally half of it, was dedicated to the intros. Eventually, the match does start. It's very cute to me that they're going to pretend like this is going to be a regular tag team match at the beginning because... You know it's going to be happening. You know, <laughs> know. it's going to be it's insane. It's so funny to, to the me. intros really quick. Here's something you got to understand is that because you don't get it with WWE doing their editing. Sandman's intro was that way because he came out to enter Sandman by Metallica and every crowd that he came out with were singing and cl- like clapping along yeah, with so him. Yeah, so they let like, the whole was song go. It a big, shti- big shtick yeah. for him. And people love Sandman here too, obviously. Full, bleed, full bleed before the match yeah. even starts. Yeah, he's already, he's already got color here before the match even starts from the beer can crushing, of course. Uh, we do start with Devon and Dreamer. Uh, there's some, a bunch of dueling roll-up attempts here and then a top rope. Sloppy. Yeah, not, not too bad though. Uh, we get a top rope drape, draping neckbreaker by Dreamer and then Bubba comes in. Uh, and then Spike is just like rabid. He wants in this match so bad. Uh, and Tommy tags him. Definitely proves to be a poor idea. Bubba just keeps throwing him all over the place. Uh, and then I noticed here, so Spike's like on the, so he ends up getting Bubba in the corner and Spike goes up top. And I noticed here that you could legitimately put all of Spike Dudley inside Bubba Ray Dudley and it wouldn't affect Bubba Ray Dudley's size at all. What? Like Dude. he would comfortably fit inside like, of Bubba. Like, a, oh, what's this thing? on Tauntaun? Like a Tauntaun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he could like, if, if Spike Dudley had a mech suit, it would be Bubba Dudley. Dude. I feel like. <laughs> like he could easily he just crank. Yeah, he could easily do inside of him. That's and that's the thing is I loved about Spike is he was just a bumping fool. Like oh, yeah. anyone could oh. ragdoll him. Yep. And yep. for big guys. Oh, like yeah. he made awesome look good several times, made Bam Bam look good for how, sure. how he didn't like die? Yeah. I know. Getting it, thrown into the third row by Bam Bam a couple of times and Jesus. Um so Spike goes for the corner, gets up top, tries for a corner hurricane rana, eats a huge power bomb instead, then he gets killed with a clothesline. Bubba misses a leg drop which allows Spike the time to finally hit Hurricane Rana. Uh, and then Big Dick is in here. And then Sandman Ooh. is in. Uh, Big Dick Dudley. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, Sandman comes in. I have so much respect for Sandman for, like, doing a professional wrestling match after chain smoking, binge drinking, and giving himself a concussion. Like, that's, well, like, the trifecta of, like, how people bad die. And Joe, and Joe was telling me earlier, what he said in an interview, how, how many times so was he sober? He said, like, nine times out of ten, he wasn't sober for his matches. 
how is he still alive? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And, and, like, there's there's yeah. a match with him and Foley as Cactus Jack where Foley accidentally, well, because he didn't realize what he had, but he had, wound up getting a cast iron pan from the crowd. Jack Sandman in the head with it. And Sandman is so screwed up that he wouldn't stay down for the three. Like they were supposed to go home and, and he Foley's like, come on, man. So Foley winds up, stops working on him and just finally beats the crap out oh of him gosh. and tells him to stay down. Wow. Uh, yeah, Sandman's wild. Uh, so he's in the match yes. here. He clotheslines Big Dick outside, and then uh, Big Dick pulls Sandman out like instantly. Oh, does he? Uh, yeah, he does. And then this is when things really start. I, I knew the second they left the ring. It got a little hard for me to watch. I was like, this match, that's it. This that's gets ridiculous. I was like, that's oh, it man, for this we're, match. Um, we're going to watch the innuendos here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, his name's Big Dick. That's his name. Uh, he's, <laughs> is he's it a little hard for you to watch the match and pull out? Holy oh. <laughs> his name's Dick and he's big. There's no one you window here. Uh, nope. So, I popped for this, though. Man, there was, like, once Big Dick got Spike outside, things got stiff. <laughs> 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 that was for you, Joe. Um, so so right, when, right when they get out of the ring, this is just it's bedlam because things just break down quickly. Uh, everyone starts brawling outside. People are in the crowd. Spike is standing on top of Bubba on the guardrail. Uh, unfortunately, they do not have the production crew or budget to show yeah, us they everything. Don't have cameras. So you miss a lot of stuff here. It's just madness. Uh, Big Dick gets sent into the barricade. Back, we're back at the cut back to the ring. Bubba is beaten up on Sandman. Uh, and then someone is like screaming really loudly, like onto the hot mic. I don't know who it was, but like it was just like, bah, bah, bah. I don't know who it was. Did you guys notice that? Well, yeah, and he kept, uh, the same dude kept talking shit to Dreamer. Yeah. Um, so again, some more hot mic funness there. I think it was a fan. It might have been one of the competitors in the match. I don't know who it was. Uh, so uh, Sandman then is in the ring, hits, manages to hit a Frankensteiner onto Bubba, and then uh, everyone's busted open at this point. Yeah, so that, that's what I noticed is all of a sudden everyone's back in the ring, and I was like, wait, everyone's when did bleeding. Spike get bloody? Everyone's when bleeding. Did yeah. When did Big Dick get uh, bloody? So there's a very large ladder gets set up. <laughs> the Sandman's ladder gets set up in the ring. Spike climbs to the very top and takes out all of the Dudleys outside of the ring. Uh, Devon and Sandman eventually make that their way back in. That was a sweet in. spot. We're, we're really going to add a bit of discussion like that, about that one. Because, oh, here we go. And, and this might joke. get heated right here and I'm, because, I, like I say, I'm old school. But it looked smooth. Like, it didn't look contrived. Like, how a lot of the guys now will fight and brawl and all of a sudden come together and then, oh, well, now it's the perfect time to jump right. on them. This was like... Spike just noticed, hey, they're beating the shit yeah. out of each other. They weren't even looking at him. Like, yeah. A lot of the guys now, and it's a little intricate thing, but when they get in that fight spot, they look up to try to, like, yeah. they're signaling the guy in the ring, don't look up. Beat the shit out of the guys yeah. that you're fighting with. Um, that's a good point, And actually. let the guy in the ring no, do that's... what he's going to do. Joe doesn't like when choreographed wrestling is choreographed. <laughs> that's, that's... It shouldn't look choreographed. I understand that I do that agree with you, though. Like, some of those, some I of those, like, that it is. Some of those, like some team of diving spots, like... And I understand that you have to like set up and you have to be in the right position and everything, but sometimes it's like so obvious that they're telegraphing a spot to oh, come. Oh, you can, you can, they you all can, you stop. can predict, you can yeah. predict where things uh, are going. But this, yeah. this was a good point. Like they were all just like fighting each other. And Spike was like, "Hey, I got an opportunity." Well, Spike's small enough too to like land on everybody without like hurting but them. In, you know? in my opinion, the reason it looks that way now is because people have found the template for what makes four star and five star matches. Yeah. Yep, yep. So you're going through. Oh, that you, going we can slip motions, this yeah. here. We can slip this here. So anyway, I get what you're saying, old man Joe. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. So Devon and Sandman are in the ring. There's a ladder placed on Devon, and then a really scary-looking rolling senton by Sandman onto Devon. I loved it. With a ladder on top of him. I did, too. Oh, and then Sandman brutal. gets backdropped out of the ring. All of the Dudleys are back in the ring now, and they're all teaming up on Dreamer. There's a senton to Dreamer with a ladder on top of him by Bubba, which I feel like would hurt Bubba more, but that's okay. And oh, it definitely looked like it hurt Sp Bubba more. Spike shows up to try and help. 
Uh, he kicks Bubba in the dick and then acid drops him for a near fall. There's a slide slam onto the ladder by Devon to Spike. Everyone is bloody now. Sandman puts Big Dick in the tree of woe Ooh. and then uh, Big Dick. Yeah. And then uh, just leaves him there for a second, goes out to the ring to grab a chair. Chairs just start getting tossed into the ring. Bubba and Devon are also put into the tree of woe. Sign guy gets involved, and which is not smart on his part, and then gets put into the figure four and by he's Dreamer. Like on his crutch yeah, just in the I ring. I know. And then he gets put into the figure four and he's gone. And then Jeff Jones gets involved, and the ring is just it's like a Royal Rumble. The the ring is just full of people at this point. Uh, Jones gets pile drivered uh, after he pile drives uh, the blow up doll. He gets eats a real life pile driver by Dreamer, and then now Gertner gets put into the tree of woe. Somehow he gets involved. So now you have, <laughs> so now you have three guys and four you people have in the tree of woe. Bubba, Devon, and Gertner are all in the tree of woe with chairs. The math up doesn't them. add up here. So what are we gonna do here? <laughs> so what you get is you get Dreamer, <laughs> Spike Dudley. And uh, Sandman, and then the ref is like, "Fuck it!" And all four okay, guys. Wait a minute. Here's the deal, though, because Jim Molyneux, those guys were dicks to him. Oh the yeah, Dudleys have been like, there's a history of them just being a dick to Molyneux the whole time. Um, so he eventually reaches his boiling point. All four guys hit basement drop kicks to the so chairs to the guys funny. in the fear of woe. Uh, it Only was, in I ECW. Loved it. I loved it. Only uh, in ECW. We get a Dreamer driver to Devon for a near fall, and then a two-handed choke slam to Dreamer onto the ladder, which. Uh, <laughs> um, Dreamer like totally like was like the only person who That's made contact what, yes. with the ladder was was Big, Big Dick, Dick yeah. uh, and then Spike tries to the acid drop but gets Hate tossed that. to a table outside. Uh, Sandman hits Big Dick in the dick with a kendo stick. Uh, and then, <laughs> nice, uh, the nice. Big Dick has right. a dick? <laughs> Apparently, oh, uh, and then Bubba absolutely murders Sandman with a chair. One of the biggest chair shots I think I've ever seen. Uh, but of course, he can't feel anything in his head, so he's fine. Uh, don't worry about it. Bubba gets up on the second rope. He misses the splash. Dreamer DDTs him on the ladder. And then the ref fast counts for the win in 14 and a half minutes. I'm going to get into the uh, the uh, post-match post. first, and then I'll get my rating. Oh, yeah. So yes. post-match. It the, ends just the way 99. No, the law of heat wave pay-per-views, apparently, is that New Jack has to end the show because in very similar fashion to 99, uh, New Jack runs out with his weapons. They beat everybody up. The show goes off the air with the baby faces standing tall. Um, honestly, I got to say something. I thought this was the worst match of the show. Honestly. Me too. It was. It was oh, fun. It was. Yeah. Oh, uh, I give yeah. it actually. I give it two point seven five stars um, because it was just. It, there was something about it that just was like, uh, okay. Uh, but there were some really fun spots in it. Uh, I think I just I don't know. I love that tree of woe basement drop kicks uh, spot. But two point seven five, uh, and then. Excuse me. What was that? Do you have something to share so, with the class? Yeah, actually, I'm going to share it. But uh, after this ad. So, you know, you know, on the network, if you hear this shit, that all of a sudden shit's about to go down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once you hear the siren, like, the crowd goes crazy. New Jack runs out. Uh, <laughs> it's just, like, the whole time. Fucking are, are we yeah. going to go, or, so we're going to grading first and then going into post-match discussion. You already did post-match. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I give it 2.75 stars. whole damn shopping cart shit. Uh, 2.75 as well. The New Jack music never stopping might be even more annoying to me than Bill Alfonso. Really? Really? That's, I love it's so it. fucking stupid. So that, that's it. part of his gimmick, and that was part of his See, gimmick when he was in the gangsters. Because when he was in the gangsters, shit out of me. When he was in the gangsters with Mustafa, that's what they would do: is they'd beat the shit out of Public Enemy or whoever it was to their music. Um, for me, I gave it a three, oh. and I gotta say, New Jack's got two spots that he does when he beats the crap out of everybody with things that I like. One of them he did in this match, which is the stop sign, the 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 mailbox, whatever it is, over the guy's crotch, and then jacking him up with a with golf, the club. golf club. Yep. The other one is 
and he did this later in his career, is he beats the shit out of the guys so that they're prone in the corner, arms, legs wide on the bottom in the corner, and somehow there's a bag that always flies out of his trash can. He'll go unzip the bag, and it's a bowling ball. Oh, yep, yep. The bowling ball roll into the dick spot is... He did that is, in 99, I believe, but he didn't do it here. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, I love that. And just, oh, New Jack's right. so great. Great. Okay, great, so great. your dick, Kyle, finish, please. Okay, Um. so the match was pretty good. Like I said, I gave it a 2.75. Oh. New Jack drives me nuts with his music. Um, I thought the match was a lot of fun, but it wasn't good. That's a good way to put it. Like, like uh, it was fun. I guess we were kind of talking about this the other day that Sandman was really a bad wrestler. He was, he was He's awful. Oh. I love him. He's one of my favorites of all time, but he is bad. <laughs> um, and I think Spike Dudley. I'm glad WWE kind of gave him a cruiserweight title run mm-hmm. because I mean he was kind of that guy who just did everything asked of him. He's really he, yeah he's yeah he good. got thrown around like he was crazy. the Mikey Whiprack of WWF yeah. or WWE. For sure. Dude, nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're, I'll argue that. that. That's all I had to say. Okay, Luke, what'd you think? I gave it two and a half because, I mean, like we've all said. But, you know, we saw everyone. We saw the, you know, all the wrestlers in this match and all the people coming out. It's like, no, this is not going to be. First of all, any six-man tag in ECW is never going to be organized or a match. <laughs> no, no. It's going to be a brawl. And uh, there were just. The reason I gave it two and a half and not more is the camera angles just didn't cover half of what happened. Yeah, you're so right. So it's like I, fe- I felt almost gypped. That oh, there's three people that are bloody. I did not see how they got bloody. Right, yeah, yeah. But you know, so I, yep. I missed like a lot of spots. But it was super fun, and that's kind of. I mean, you already said like Jack Victory shows up. You know, clocks Dreamer with the guitar and all that. But that's funny to me, Kyle. Like that that bothers you so much because I feel like it's hilarious. Like, like I think it would have been funny once or twice, but it was to me. It was. This is just a comparison. It's not the same at all. Sure. But it was like the, the Damien Sandow, Mizdow stuff. Uh-huh. Like, it was super funny at first, but then it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I'm like, okay, this is just a fucking annoying now. Maybe I'm easily amused because I also love that. Like, I didn't, like, love it or hate it. I just thought it's kind of what it was. See, it was. Like, it didn't bother me, though. I like I like the way Dave Christ does it in Impact way better than the way Mizdow, Mizdow was. Because uh-huh. Dave Christ will, only does it in interviews, right? So in interviews, he'll he'll do the same thing Sammy Callahan's doing. But in the matches, he's still his own guy. He's not bumping every time the Miz or Sammy bumps. Right, but Dave's gimmick isn't literally to copy everything that Sammy but does. Kind kind right? of is though. Like you know what I mean? Like you you've watched Impact more, so you you understand kind of how Dave contextually. Is. Yeah, he, sure. he, he just he, he doesn't mock his partner, uh-huh. but but like he does the same expressions and like when Sammy's like like raises his fist in an interview dave will do the same thing and jake will look at him and be like what the fuck are you yeah, doing that's awesome so so but he doesn't do the same stuff in the match sure i get you but so, i mean when you're ms dow like right when that's but yeah, when I, got you. I, that, got you. I thought that was great at first but then it's just with the new jack thing it went too long sure. like it, it's just too much for me <laughs> I, yeah i got and, you and I, like putting it in perspective real quick and i'm just using this guy as an example if goldberg's music kept going the whole time Goldberg was smashing people, people would get so fucking irritated. Yeah, and and well, and I will argue that it depended because sometimes New Jack's music would cut off if the segment went long enough. Oh, okay. Sure. And and, and the this other, was how they closed the show. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. And the other thing is 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 it's a shtick. And and we gotta keep in mind, even though that ECW now gets a lot more press because WWE owns them and can show this stuff. They were an indie promotion at this point still. This was a pay-per-view, and outside of Philadelphia, 
they had no cable distribution. They had no television distribution. And that's why they were able to put this kind of product out there because they had no corporations right. tell them you can't do this. They could pretty much do whatever they wanted. Yep. That, it's like old, old school UFC before yeah. the rules and regulations kicked in. They did what they wanted to do because if people bought it on pay-per-view, it wasn't regulated. Right. Sure. Yeah, well, that's so how uh, the that's show goes off goes. the air. So um, what do you rate it? So overall... Um, I liked a lot of the work was just really solid. There was no bad, like no really like boring or uninteresting or bad matches on the card. Um, but there were some little production things that kind of drug it down a little well, bit. I'm sure for, me. for you especially. Um, I enjoyed Heat Wave 99 quite a bit more. I still gave this a I B agree. just because the wrestling was good. Uh, but I feel like there was nothing outside of that. Maybe that Mike Awesome and uh, Tanaka match. There was nothing like that I would say you have to watch. Um, a lot of it kind of just happened and, and it was fun and it was good. And I, I didn't, I don't regret watching it. But yeah, a B, solid B. I also gave it a solid B. There's nothing bad. There's nothing great. It's everything's good. So I, I would suggest watching it if you're a fan of wrestling. But I would never. I probably would never watch this a second time, other than maybe the Mike Awesome match. That's fair. Oh, and then Landstorm Jerrylin was pretty fun. And oh yeah, yeah, tank. yeah. But I don't think I'd go out of my way to watch that again unless one sure. of them died. It'll happen eventually. Joe, what do you think? Well, good there's only God. one. There's only one left, Kyle. Yeah, Holy that's crap. true. Of Landstorm and Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn? Or not they're, Jerry Lynn. They're both. I, well, you Landstorm didn't wrestle Jerry. Oh Lynn. yeah, somebody said Landstorm. Oh yeah, was my Jerry bad, Lynn. my bad. I'm just yeah, just incredible and in Jerry Lynn. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, yeah I don't know. So Landstorm and uh, Chris Candido <laughs> wasn't a good one. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. I'm I would. I would. <laughs> I would say B plus. I I'd like. I, I like all of these guys. I think at the time, for me as a historian, I take everything into context and the time period. And they were just getting off the ground here and getting media attention. I, in fact, it's one of the things that drives me nuts being somebody that likes watching the old school stuff. ECW has such great things that they were doing before they became national. Uh, the, like the Born to be Wired pay-per-view, the stuff with Terry Funk, you don't get a lot of that. You get some of it on the old uh, Bloody Sprawls compilation, but you don't get the feel of what they were trying to do and truly how right. innovative they were because you, there's not a lot of it out in WWE, <coughs> if they're archivist from one archivist to another. If you ever want to release that stuff, I think you'd draw some serious viewers if, if they were to ever put that on the network. Well, that and, that and you requested the show and you're a huge ECW mark, so... That explain why. Well, yeah, a little biased. A little biased. I, I am, but it's it's because it historically no, I, I they're so you. unique. Yeah, right, there's so right. much that I appreciate about old school ECW, which is why I probably overrated like the RVD Sabu match because that just felt quintessential to me. What'd you give it? Uh, I gave this pay per view a B. Nice. Yeah, dude. it was me too. It was it was very. Um, oh, let me go to my comments here. The undercard was just had awesome athleticism and great wrestling. Um, and I think that the co-main and the main event were just brawls and chaos. Oh, yeah. But, but man, there really was some really solid wrestling in here. Just great workers. And that's the thing, like, people unfamiliar with ECW will, like, always, like, put down the product because it was nothing but, like, hardcore matches and brawls. But, like, really, like, and the few shows we've watched for ECW, like, it's been mostly legitimate wrestling with, like, yeah. a few brawls and, at the top of the card. And then in the, and then the, hold on, and then in the main event, or, like, in the co-main and stuff, they gave, the they sent the fans home happy and gave them what mm -hmm. their bloodthirsty fans yeah. want. Mm -hmm. That was just classic ECW. So, yeah. it was good. Yeah. On on the Best of Bloodiest Brawls, they have the Rey Mysterio Psychosis match, which was, which was the first time in the United States anybody had ever seen those two wrestle and and it gets a little hardcore because they go outside the ring but they're still pulling lucha spots right. in yeah, parking awesome. lots and it's like a 30 minute match and it's insane and it's 
is part and parcel to for every Sandman dreamer, Raven crucifixion angle. There's, <laughs> there's Candido and storm. There's uh, you, um, there's the technical aspect of it. And it's weird because they kind of have a similar undercard style to WCW at the time where you've got the great workers on the undercard and then you get the smash mouth guys at the end. Right. Okay. Go ahead, Kyle. So, so next week we got St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which I'll run through the card quickly. We got Stone Cold versus Mr. McMahon. Nice. Mankind versus The Rock, Last Man Standing. Very nice. Oh, Stone Cold's in a cage, by the way. Then we have China and Kane versus Triple H and X-Pac. Okay. Uh, then we got Val Venus with Ken Chamrock with the greatest wrestler of all time as a special guest referee, Billy Gunn. Is that with, <laughs> is that with Ryan involved? Is Ryan involved in that? Ryan Donahue or Shamrock? Both. Oh, yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart versus D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry for the tag belts. Okay. Big Boss Man versus Midian. Bob Holly versus... <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Bob Holly versus Al Snow and Phineas. Gold Dust versus Blue Dust. Pretty promising, actually. Gold Dust versus Blue the Dust. The Blue Meanie! Yeah. So, we'll hope you tune, tune in next in week. Tune in next week. We I got it. I got a piece. All right. Love you guys.